Blog Talk Radio. You're now tuned in to Culture Freedom Radio, the home of Lions Vibe Radio, Liberation Tabernacle Ministry, and much, much more. Talk radio that wake up the minds of the people. Sisters, yes, indeed. Welcome in one more time right here to Culture Freedom Radio Network right here on this fantastic Friday night, y'all. This is June the 17th of 2022, brothers and sisters. Man, we, um, uh, like I said, delighted to be in this house with you one more time right here for Culture Freedom Radio Network for another broadcast. Tonight right here, just a freestyle conversation tonight, y'all. Freestyle conversation. Indeed, indeed it is. And, man, I tell y'all, man, you know, uh, I wish I had that song on here, but, you know, Cool in the Gang had a song. How many of y'all are Cool in the Gang fans? Y'all remember Cool in the Gang fans out there? And they had a song that says, Too Hot, y'all. It's Too Hot, baby. Got to run for shelter. Got to run for shade. I'm telling you, man, that is true. Indeed, it, man, it is hot out there. Woo! I know it's been here in the city of Memphis, we've been reaching uh, in the 90 percentiles, almost. We hadn't reached 100 yet, the temperature itself 100 yet. Um, but, be ready to, but we've been getting the heating decks, though. We've been getting those heating decks of 105, 110. So, yes, sir, indeed. It's like Cool and the Gang says, y'all, it's hot. Like Nelly said, it's hot in here. Oh, man, it is hot, sister and brother. But we're going to keep it cool right here tonight. On Culture Freedom Radio Network with some conversations tonight. Um, man, indeed we are. And I want to tell you something right fast and throw this in here. Uh, my good sister, Mama Pearl, um, she's supposed to have a show on last night, on Thursday night. You know, she have her show right here, Good Sister Mama Pearl, the Ancient Newcomer, uh, which is her show is entitled 
uh, Strange Fruit Rising, Strange Fruit Rising. Um, sorry about she was not able to come on last night. She had to reschedule till next Thursday at uh, 7 p.m. Central Time, 8 p.m. Eastern, and she has good guests on next week. Y'all want to be in the house. Uh, Brother Ta and Brother Kane. Yes, Brother Ta and Brother Kane. Uh, yes, sir. So y'all want to be in the house. Well, there's some good information with that show right there, and i give y'all some more in the description uh, as well a little bit later. Uh, but you can go right here on, you go to the page, go to Freedom, the home page right here on Blog Talk. You can actually see some things that be on here. But anyway, um, yeah, because, you know, she was having, you know, there was some difficulties for uh, as far as getting there and promoting the show. So we had to uh, just, you know, she had to reschedule it a little bit there. So, yeah, check my sister out, the ancient newcomer, Mama Pearl, man, my big sister, man. Yes, sir, indeed. I love my sister, man. Uh, yes, sir. So check her out for her show right here on Culture Freedom Radio, her own show, man, Mama Pearl in the house. Yes, sir, brothers and sisters. But tonight we want to talk about, so we just, you know, we don't want to get into some things. We asked our brother Solutions, if y'all checked out last show, we were talking to our brother Solutions, and he was in the house. He was he mentioned some things about metaphysics, and, you know, asked, man, could he come on to even uh, talk to us about what is metaphysics and some other things. He was giving us some information that we talked about on some other shows. He was talking about economics. He gave us some books uh, book references. Uh, our brother was Brother Claude Anderson. He gave us his book reference to his book, Powernomics, and uh, also he gave us a book, y'all. I got to make sure I remember it off the top of my dome. <laughs> I'm talking so fast now. So I'm trying to get the brothers in here. Uh, Think and Grow Rich. Think and Grow Rich. Now, I actually downloaded it from my Kindle, but I, I only got a chance to read uh, some of the introduction. So I've been busy doing so many other things that I've been trying to do. So I hadn't even got a chance to really read anything this week, y'all. So, But I do have that book. And, uh, Brother Solutions, I, I mentioned that book to one of my other elders. Uh, shout out and peace to my good brother, Umar Sharif. Uh, good brother uh, Umar Sharif in Jacksonville, Florida, had to, uh, you know, used to did, been doing a lot of stuff with that brother for a long time. Uh, he, he formerly had Masjid El Salam, uh, an El Salam bookstore. You know, they no longer have it up and running, but he still do a lot of things, y'all. Um, you can go to his website and check out his website, the Tents of Kedar. Um, I think it's a ten, ten, I gotta look it up, y'all. Hey, I'm trying to say it off the top of my head here, and I forgot just that fast. <laughs> I know it's the tents of Kedar, uh, dot com, I think. Let me double check that, y'all, before I get y'all that one. But yes, sir. But I was talking to him about that book, and I was mentioning about that book with Solutions. Uh, yeah. He's like, yeah, I remember that book, because, you know, he was around with the Nation of Islam uh, many years ago. You know, my brother Umar Sharif, he was with the Nation of Islam, and then, you know, he went on. From there, you know, did his open his own mosque and did some wonderful things in the community. But he was saying that years ago, when he was in the community with the Nation of Islam under Warren Dean Muhammad, that's Elijah Muhammad's son. He said Warren Dean Muhammad told them all the members of the Nation of Islam that, at that time to read that book, read that book, think and grow rich. I was like, wow, for real? He's like, yeah. He said, yeah. He told us. He said that was a suggested, suggested book way back in the 70s that he suggested, you know, he took over in 1975, Warren D. Muhammad. So even way back in 1975, at that time, he was telling them to read that book. So I just had to, you know, make sure I tell Brother Solutions that. And yes, sir, my brother, y'all, mics are open. Brother Alpha Mel in the house, and we got our Brother Solutions on the mic. And so I welcome you brothers back onto the show, and thank you, our brothers, for tuning in again and joining in for this conversation. And then I hope y'all been trying to stay cool out there. 
Uh, peace to y'all, brothers. Okay, let's see. Brother Lucian, you there? Yes, sir. Okay. Okay, yes, sir. Brother Alphamel, I got your mic open when you get ready. I know you kind of sitting back with your mic open when you're ready, too. Yes, sir. How you doing, my brother? How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. It's kind of difficult to tell sometimes uh, who you're directing your conversation at. Maybe it's just the uh, broadcast network. But I'm doing great. Yes, sir. Okay, no problem. Yeah, I just I just had opened both of y'all mics at the same time, and so when I was speaking, I was I opened both of y'all mics. I got you his mic open, so I was just speaking to both of y'all in at the same time. Sure. <laughs> instead of sometimes instead of trying to hold everybody uh, open and you know hold everybody, that's why I try to get the introduction and kind of hold everybody up. That's why I be trying to talk so fast because I be want to get everybody in and start the conversation. So yes, sir. But, Absolutely. Uh, Yes, sir. No problem, brother. Get glad you're back in the house with us and tonight. And uh, I'm surely want to hear some more about uh, the thing about metaphysics that you were speaking about metaphysics. And, you know, um, you were saying you're a student. I know you say you're not a. a, a how did you say? It? I'm gonna let you say your own words. You say you're not a basically somewhat an expert on it, but you, you have knowledge of it, right? Well, yeah. I, I, on everything, I don't call myself necessarily an expert on anything. But I certainly yes, consult the experts on a lot of things. I, I enjoy listening to them. And, um, you know, some people, like, are highly specialized. I'm more or less a generalist, and I do yes, have, I have specific areas of focus, but I'm not highly specialized. Personally, I feel that that would be a little bit too limiting for me, but I do appreciate the people who specialize in, in certain areas, for sure. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Could you give us um, a little description? What is metaphysics? You know, I, I remember going back right fast and uh, call it um, 217. I'm coming right at you. I'm coming right at you, though. I want to just give my brother opportunity to open up here. Um, I remember Bobby Hemet, you know, back in the days when Bobby Hemet was really out teaching uh, before he got sick, and made a peace and blessing be upon Bobby Hemet. He had passed away, y'all. I'm just saying a peace and blessing to my brother. Um, remember, he was a lot of things. People was talking about metaphysics, metaphysics. Him and uh, Brother David Blair, we was hearing a lot about metaphysics. Now, I myself really never got into learning about metaphysics. So if you don't mind, brother, can you tell us exactly what is metaphysics? Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, well, metaphysics is, is a fascinating area of uh, pursuit, and metaphysics is, is the fundamental foundation uh, for the physics. Meta just means be, uh, beyond or above, uh, and it, it is the stage upon which the physical uh, is, is played. So metaphysics, if you want to, uh, God would be metaphysical, beyond the physical but lays the mm. foundation. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying, oh, that's good. Hold on, say that one more time. Now, you said God it would be metaphysical? Yeah, yeah. By definition, God would definitely be metaphysical, which is beyond the physical. And that which, uh, well, God in particular, would bring the physical into existence by the power of uh, God's own will. And so... You know, there are a number of things that we recognize uh, that are beyond the physical. We're, we're not just physical beings. 
For example, consciousness. Consciousness uh, appears from all the experts, appears to be outside uh, the physical. And, of course, it's accessed by the physical, but it's, it's beyond the physical. Uh, consciousness is that which everything else is perceived. And I've actually, I haven't heard any of the experts do this, so maybe I arrived there first because I, I like to be a thinker on the forefront. But I define uh, physics as the um, additional law of nature and the most important law of nature because uh, uh, consciousness, rather, is, is, is the tool, if you please, that everything else is perceived through. You know, we can't get outside of consciousness to study it per se. We're always using consciousness, if, if that uh, actually makes, uh, makes sense to you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I, I wonder one thing, right? One thing I want to throw in here. I have a um, about this book. I've really never read it yet, but I have a metaphysical Bible dictionary. And when you were saying God is would be considered metaphysical or beyond the physical, and it's one thing that this uh, book says. I started looking this up when you said that God is metaphysical. And one of the uh, definition it has in there it says that we do not see God with our physical eyes, except He except as he manifests himself through his works. His attributes are therefore brought into expression by man, who is his son, you know, baby daughter, and who is like him in essence. If we would make ourselves channels through which he can come forth into expression and manifestation, we must endure to rise above our thought and feeling to God's level. But it was just saying we don't see him in our physical eyes, only the manifestation of his, you know, the works. Um, so I just thought about that. I'm like, mm. yes, No, sir. that's good. And maybe I should just add, you know, technically the three branches of metaphysics are uh, ontology, unto, which means being, and then you have uh, cosmology, right, the study of the cosmos, and epistemology deals with the nature of learning, in other words, how we actually know what we know. It's, they're actually sciences. They're, they're, they're the science of being, which is the most important thing, by the way. The most important aspect of reality is that little word being, and, and most all uh, cultures have that word. And, you know, um, what I am to be, uh, let's see, there, there are a number of expressions of it, uh, but uh, being, without being, nothing follows, you see. So you've got to have, in other words, existence. So those are the three fields, and each one of them, of course, is a study pretty much into itself. Now, I thought we were going to kind of, now, I love metaphysics, make no mistake mm -hmm. about it. But I, I thought we would probably delve a little bit into uh, finances because you know that's kind of knocking on all of our doors. Now we can we can explore yeah. metaphysics to the limit that I know, and of course I can certainly recommend uh, metaphysicians and maybe a book or two. But a lot of the books that deal with finances, believe it or not, are metaphysical. 
because they mm. talk about bringing reality into existence. In other words, uh, if you th- think about the book Think and Grow Rich, uh, where the author, Mr. Hill, talks about writing down you know, what you want, being very concise, writing down what you want to manifest in your life, and then specifying what you are going to do to get it. And most people are not that direct. Um, uh, I'll use the word perspicuous. They're not that clear. They're not that lucid. And it's just because of our culture, we really don't, now, a lot of people do think clearly. I think more people don't think clearly, but let's just go with the positive side. A lot of people do think clearly, but it's sort of an accident. It's it's not really purposeful because I don't see a lot of linear thinking, you know, outside of mathematics, I'm, I'm speaking, being taught to us, teaching teaching us how to actually think. You know, when I'm listening to a person, and obviously to myself, I'm, I'm always gauging whether or not my thought processes are linear, if they're logical, if, they're follow, if they follow each other. And that's another area that certainly one could speak of about metaphysics, the logos, the, the organon, the tool that organizes, you know, because no matter what, a, what field that we get into, it has to be intelligible. It has to be organized. And that's what logic, um, John talks about it. He calls it the word, you know, and he's speaking of the person of Christ. But also, you know, we, we have to understand that uh, from chaos, you know, we, we have this order, and it's ordered by our logical the logical steps that we take to analyze things. And I love, you know, personally, I, I really enjoy a clear thinker. So, uh, but that's very important. And it's going to be important to success, by the way. Uh, one is going to have to think pretty soberly and clearly if they're going to achieve their goals. Now, I don't ever want to make it appear that say money solves all your problems. It doesn't. Uh, There was a recent case brought to me about a guy who had won the lottery. I think he won about $10 million, and he took a lump sum, so he netted about 4.2 or whatever. He probably could have gotten more had he uh, gone through a CPA or a CFP, Certified Financial Planner. But nevertheless, he he took the 4.2. And now he's guilty of murder. He's looking at spending the rest of his life in prison because, <laughs> because evidently the money attracted. Now, I don't know the whole story, but I'm just going by bits and pieces that I received, the gist of it. You, you know, he was in this hotel with the woman who was his girlfriend. I think he divorced his wife. And uh, he ended up killing the woman. And, of course, now he's looking at serving life in prison. Now, that was more money than he probably would have ever realized in life. And if you read a lot of the stories of the uh, lottery winners, it's really a story of a great tragedy 
Because when you give a person money or they come into money, they've never been uh, schooled or disciplined to handle the money, it can easily destroy them, just like it did him. And I'm just using him as a as sort of as a touchstone, as an example. But there are uh, multitudinous examples of people coming into wealth and it absolutely destroying them. Yes, sir. Excuse me, excuse me, gentlemen. Yes, sir. How you doing, brother Alpha Male? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How you doing, brother? Uh, oh wow. Hey there, Mr. Alpha Male Solution. I'm just, I just go by Solution. Okay. Uh, how you doing, Solution? <laughs> I'm doing great, and I, I want to challenge one of your thoughts regarding women, because I think you know when we talk about money, uh, women naturally you know, come flow into the picture. So, uh, yeah, I, you know, I've just stuck that in for later because I, I, I don't know how long you guys are going to be on, but uh, that will certainly be an interesting addition to the uh, mix. Yeah, I, I agree with that concept. But I was going to make a comment. Uh, <laughs> if you notice something about people who regularly play the lottery, they're not the most responsible people to begin with. Uh, they gamble away a lot of money on chance. So they to so to begin with, there's no real structure, you know. So if you take that into account, you can understand the uh, lottery winners' tragedies. Wait a minute. Say that again. The first part you say. People who regularly say the first part again, please. People who regularly play the lottery. regularly. Okay, I got you. Yes. Yeah, it's not like a one-time thing. These people really put out a, a, a great amount of money and time and energy into that lottery. So that that there is a, a clue to their level of responsibility because that's a waste of money in itself, I think. Right, and, and I'll just add to that. The vast majority of people who play regularly don't win. <laughs> right. 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 They're just storing up money for the lucky person or, well, let's just say the person who does win because it's kind of based on a on a slight pyramid or there may be another a better name for it, but, you know, you have to have a lot of contributors. To, now, I've played the lottery, and I'll probably buy another ticket, but my problem is is checking my tickets you know, before any opportunity of winning. And if it wouldn't change my life greatly, I, I don't think. Uh, well, depending on how much it was, because money does change one's life. But I, I play on occasion. But like you say, I'm, I'm not a regular player at, at all. I don't think I've played in over a year. But, um, you know, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Well, that, yes, that, was my, that was my only comment. So. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> and yeah, for the for the record solution, this is here. We just freestyle conversation. It didn't have to all be about metaphysics. But you know, what one of the show at the end of that other show, I had asked that we could kind of touch on that, and you know, we can get into you know various conversations. So this is like freestyle. So yeah. If you want to get oh into yeah that, yeah, and start. I think some oftentimes these these are really good conversation, especially with kids. I I think parental guidance, uh, where you often because see life is so multitudinous, it's uh, it's so multifaceted, and thus uh, 
So talking about the various things, it really helps kids. And that's why I say, you know, Robert Kiyosaki, the guy who wrote A Rich Dad, Poor Dad, he has a game that's better than Monopoly. And uh, Monopoly is a good game, by the way. It's, it's, it's a good lifestyle game. But uh, he has a game also. And there are ways to get these games relatively inexpensively, either from eBay or um, uh, there are other means to get them. But I think teaching kids, in, because most of the people who became wealthy, maybe like mega wealthy, uh, they started out early. And I think I, I sh- in fact, I'm sure I shared with you guys that Gerber is promoting starting a retirement plan for babies. Once the child is born, start its retirement plan because it, the child will need it. And so money, you know, pretty much governs our lives. We, I, I was just thinking no matter who a person is, if you subtract their wealth uh, and or people who have wealth who would assist them, well, then that person technically would be homeless. They, they would be, you know, down and out. And so I, I think um, understanding money. Now, schools don't teach us this. You know, I took accounting, took a lot of business classes, and all those classes, <laughs> except for one fantastic professor I had, and he was a businessman, and, and, and he was also a professor, so he knew knew what he was doing. But uh, 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 business, or in other words, let me see, the, the, the schools prepare us to work for someone else, mainly. And that's okay. I, I, I have no problem with working for someone else. But always consider yourself a business. That's a very good way to think. Uh, to be successful, and this is part of growing rich, is, is thinking of yourself as a business, because you really are. But, you know, in the, in, the, in the schools, they mainly just teach you how to be an employee, how to work for someone else, uh, where that person always takes the bulk of whatever you produce and then just sort of break you off a piece, just sort of give you a small percentage so I, I think that's a very, another very, very important um, way of looking at things, is see yourself as a business and, you know, work accordingly. But these books, you know, I've heard people say, because uh, I would share it with people, and they say, well, they don't work. Like, for example, Tony Robbins. And, and there are many. I'm, I'm just throwing out some names. But I get a lot of positive feedback when I'm listening to these guys because my mind is just going at 100 miles per hour. I'm thinking, and I'm thinking how to apply these formulae uh, to my own life. And I think that's what a person has to do. Now, personally, I would never give anyone financial advice because I don't know your situation. And this is just for educational purposes when I talk about anything. But what I will do is refer people to an expert, like a CFP, Certified Financial Planner. Now, these are the creme de la creme of the financial advisory in- industry. And so when you uh, – I would say one of the things, when you choose a CFP, 
always now tax preparers, CPAs, some of these people are also very good. So one just has to go through it. But when you when you do contact these people, and I think everybody should at least once, always make sure you pay them. Don't let them sell you something or try to give it to you for free. It, it's called fee, uh, pay, um, fee for service. I, I believe that's yeah that's the technical term. Always pay them whether it's forty dollars, fifty dollars for half an hour, an hour, and it varies. And that way they're going to have to give you the actual information you need and then take copious notes. And sometimes all you need, all one needs to do is to just see that professional once. And, uh, you know, they can uh, actually navigate it for themselves. But, uh, yeah, but, but don't shy away from the professionals. The professionals are there for a reason. And let me just throw this at you. Now, I was at the dentist the other day. They say like 34 million people in America are terrified of going to the dentist. And I'm one of those, by the way. But, you know, I always get a topical. This is for, and, and the lady cleaned my teeth very well. Now, the upshot of this, I'll say, and, and most people neglect their dental health, and that's bad. That's not good. But one of the things I found is is that the dental office will offer dental insurance. Now, they won't tell you that. For whatever reason, they keep it secret. You have to ask them. Yeah. But I found it to be better than any other insurance, the, the dental insurance that the office itself carries. That's, that's just throwing a nugget out. And one other nugget, all of these save money. I, I love saving money. I like spending money, too, but I love saving money. Uh, a lot of people get, can get discounts, whether they're military discounts, but you have to ask. They're not going to just give it to you. And it's good customer relations, and they have uh, other discounts. Uh, some senior citizens, maybe many of you have heard of the senior citizen discount, but since yes, a lot of people aren't senior citizens, although I think when one reaches 50, in some, for some purposes, one could be considered a senior citizen. But get your discounts, you, you yeah. know, because, look, if they, I always like for whatever discount I get to beat the tax, uh, whether right. it's the state, yeah. local tax. If it beats the tax, and they're making a lot of money off of taxes, uh, I feel somewhat satisfied if you guys follow what I mean. So try to get as many discounts as you can, but ask for them. And virtually every store can offer some kind of discount or another. But uh, yes. just want to share that. Well, see, you, <laughs> see you, 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 you just hit on my thing there. I get a discount for everywhere I go. A senior discount, military discount, uh, red shirt discount, uh, size 11 to 12 shoe discount. I, I, I asked for all of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Now, that's a, that last one is a new new one on me, but I should be able to get that one, too, because I'm a 13. But uh, you're just kidding, right, on, on the <laughs> – I'm 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 kidding. On the Bigfoot discount, <laughs> yeah, I, I asked if they have any you know discounts they could offer, and like you Dang. said, ninety nine point nine percent of the time they do. 
Hmm. Well, no, I, I can't boast of that. You're better than I am. I, I say about 80% of the time. And then I tend to support those people that offer discounts, whether they're restaurants, and there's another way to get a discount. Like sometimes, depending on what it is, if you find a slight blemish on, say, an appliance or maybe just a dent that you can touch up or scratch, yeah. you know, 20%, you can get 20% off right there. Nothing well, is I... wrong with the product, but you can get 20% off right there. But go on, Damn. continue. No, I was going to say, if you're real handy, you can get 80% off or even 100%. So if you have something delivered by one of the big box stores and there's something wrong with it, then you know you can fix it. But instead of returning it, they'll say, well, look, you know, we'll take it off your bill or, you know, we'll, if you're willing to keep it, we'll, you know, just give you a huge discount. And you pretend like, eh, uh, then you say, okay. So I, all my all my windows were done for free. Uh, my appliances were like sixty percent off, and I still got the military discount. I mean, yeah, they, hmm. you know, you, there's discounts out there. Like like he said, they ain't gonna tell you unless you ask. Yes, sir. And, and you know, and, right? And and you know what? A lot I mean, of people <clears throat> look. One doesn't have to go into a dissertation to get the discounts. A lot right. of times it's just as simple as asking the right person, oftentimes the manager, but sometimes the store clerk. So don't think you have to just yeah. go through a lot of discussion. You don't. It, it takes no. under 30 seconds uh, the vast majority of the time. Now, we can switch back mm. and forth. Now, metaphysics, if you want to deal with any branch where there's un, 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 ontology okay, or mm-hmm. epistemology, I don't know how much you want to talk about cosmology, but I think those first two uh, tend to be very personal. I, I think sometimes cosmologists may fudge a little bit uh, oh. about the size of some of the celestial spheres, you know, and yeah. even the distances. And that may or may not be that meaningful to us except to say it's vast out there. And whoever created it, and I think I have a good idea, uh, had to be, you know, unimaginably powerful. But ontology being is it's, it's very important uh, to discuss. And I think that's one way of proving God, you know, personally. I, I think when one asks the question, in order to avoid what they call uh, um, eternal regress, uh, something has to have existence in itself, and they call that aseity. I believe that's A-S-E-I-T-Y, aseity. And it means self-existent, existing by one's self, mm-hmm. needing nothing else. But I think a self-existent entity uh, has to be, in my way of thinking, in order for anything to be, because now the converse argument would be if there were ever a time when there were absolutely nothing, just, and, and we can hardly imagine nothing, but just take a moment, nothing, no thing, nothing, no space, time, nothing, what could there ever be? And the answer, of course, is nothing. 
And, you know, they taught us in biology, uh, abiogenesis is not a viable theory of reality. You, you, you know, in, in other words, life begets life, biogenesis. Right. Yeah. So I, I'll just, if, if you want to carry that further, uh, Sunray, mm-hmm. well, then I think that's well, a good I, place. Go ahead. Yes, sir, I, I just want to let you all know tonight, actually, uh, this show was you and Alpha Mayo's show. I just wanted to give y'all brothers an opportunity to, you know, to put out whatever y'all want. Actually, this freestyle, however y'all want to take it. Hey, I'm a student tonight. I'm learning. I'm listening. And one thing, uh, peace to my good brother Alpha. I mean, not, not Alpha Mayo. Alpha Mayo on here. Brother LJ. And this is something like, you know, brothers like, you know, we have great conversations like this. So I, I just wanted to sometimes just give the callers a, a opportunity to speak. And when you putting out information. It ain't got nothing to do with me. I can do a show anytime. So I just want to listen tonight and just sit back and let y'all brothers just have it, you know, hey, you know, because you probably have some things y'all want to share. So however y'all well, want to well, take it. No, no, it, no, no. I, I, I really, okay. I, I perceive this as where it would be sort of in, interactive. And oh, yeah, yeah. We're going to interact. We're going to interact. I just want to let y'all just, you know, hey, have an opportunity. Because well, sometimes, you know, we'll be a lot of us. Sometimes you want to, y'all get a chance to say things, but you'd be limited because everybody's trying to jump in. So that's why I asked tonight if you brothers want, y'all want to do it just with us. You can get a chance to flow like you really want to. And, you know, and I, we're going to interact, you know. It's going to be interactive. But I'm just letting y'all brothers have the flow, and I'm going to jump oh, yeah. in. I, I appreciate that. But now possible. I just laid out a scenario or a theory. Yes, sir. As it were. And, and, and I would like to get your feedback on it. In other words, the argument for a self-existent being, I think arguing, arguing from ontology or being itself is a phenomenal argument. And you spoke before, I believe you spoke about God, that we can't perceive God directly, but we can perceive mm-hmm. God indirectly. It, it, am I quoting you correctly? <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like what I read um from yeah. the metaphysical book, you know, is an unseen being. But like I said, we see, uh, like, okay, like wind, you know, like you talk about wind. We don't see the wind or know, but we know we see the results of it. We see the trees blowing and things of that nature. So, you know, because right, right. I, I listen to a lot of things, like certain things, um, like I said, for instance, I, I would listen to some of the things on the conscious community when they have daily discussions and they like, prove God is this. Prove it. I'm like, how, okay, we're telling you this is a force, this is maybe energy. Uh, how can I prove to you? Because a lot of things, we, we want to see something, because I know we're in the physical. So we look mm-hmm. tend to look for a lot of physical things ourselves to try to prove. Show me God. I'm like, how in the hell can I show you that? I mean, I can't show you, you know, that, that, that entity or whatever you're looking for. You know, if you want me to make a rock god or some or a statue and show you, yeah, I can do that. But that will not be that, you know, the manifestation of that Mosiah. So and that's what a lot of things, a lot of, I'll be checking out a lot of debate. Prove is this. I'm like, well, right. Now, notice what I just did. Right. I, and I appreciate yes, that, sorry. Right. But notice what I just did. I went to one of the branches of metaphysics, which mm-hmm. you, you spoke of earlier, And I laid out an argument, a basic argument, that from ontology being, there has to be something that exists eternally, that's outside of time and space, 
and I use the term aseity, existing, and it has to be intelligent, too, because, you know, science can sort of give us uh, evidences for God, too. It doesn't prove God because it's not designed to do that, but it can give us evidence for God because they say, for example, and most of us have heard of the Big Bang, which wasn't big and it wasn't a bang, by the way, but anyway, (laughs) (laughs) you know, let's just go with it. The Big Bang, which was this egg that started everything, the genesis of, of reality of the known universe. So that had to be a decision. I'm going to use two laws to justify that. Number one, the law of inertia. And number two, the law of cause and effect. And they are related in this particular context. context. The law of cause and effect says for every effect, there has to be a sufficient cause, right? And the law of inertia says the tendency of whatever, if an object is in motion, its tendency is to remain unless something disturbs it. And the same thing is true of an object at rest. So if the universe came into existence, that sounds like, to me, unless evidence can be presented in the opposite, that was a decision. That was a choice. That was an Hmm. interruption of the status quo. Does that make sense? Hmm. (laughs) Now, now, um, it, it makes sense. Um, I, I'm looking for words here because you, you're taking me deep now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense because all right, let's 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 break it down to where I can relate to it. Now, the only way we even are aware of wind is if something tries to stop it. Uh, if that makes any sense to you. Not quite. Maybe I'm I'm not just getting what you're saying. Can you give, can you instantiate that? Give give an example, an instance. Okay, we'll go back to a object in motion tends to uh, stay in motion unless interrupted. So just like something come into existence, uh, uh, a universe or anything else that we can't identify on our level, but if something interrupts that that movement, then we can take note of the object or you you know what I mean the reaction from the object trying to be stopped. I, I don't. I don't know if I'm explaining that properly. Well, think it. Think it through a little bit. Maybe. Maybe. You know. I'm not clear on exactly what you're saying, but I will give you this. Uh, Alan, the Alan uh, Guth Board. Um, I'm sorry. It's um, Board Guth Belankin. Those are two cosmologists, and what they discovered was is that. Any universe on average that's expanding had a beginning, and they say that's also true of the quote-unquote metaverse. So we can talk about the universe and then the um, 
then this idea, and it's just an idea that can never be tested, because <laughs> technically speaking, <laughs> other universes would have different laws from ours, and we right. don't know those laws. We don't even know exhaustively our laws. In fact, sure. the Nobel Prize winner said, we don't even understand what gravity is. We talk about some of the things that it does, but we don't know its isness, what, what it is. So, but the point is, is that these three cosmologists said that any universe that's expanding, because something that's expanding, if, if you're sufficient in, in the mathematics, you can actually uh, calculate backwards to the point of its um, initial, where it started expanding. So what, they're, what they are confirming is that this universe, and indeed any universe that's expanding, has, has to have a beginning. It's not eternal. That's, that's the whole point. It's not eternal. So my position, based on those two laws, the law of inertia and, and the law of cause and effect, and those are two scientific laws, by the way. You know, they argue for an intelligent causation of the universe. Yes, sir. And, 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 and my thing, like I said, even with evolution, where, you know, people talk about evolution, and they talk about we um, we evolved from primates or things of that nature. Uh, for me, what that is, okay, because I'm always going to go back, well, how did this thing that we evolved from, uh, whatever they might say, would it started at all, homo, whatever, uh, Whatever, I'm like, where did that, where did that come from? What created that? And I'm always, what created that to make that evolve from this and that? And I don't think they ever can come up with, you know, something. There's, you know, the people who believe in evolution may say, may say there's no, uh, what they call God or intelligent designer. I'm like, where? Did that? So. Well, I'll tell you this. Now, Francis Collins, he was former uh, director of NIH, and also he was over the Human Genome Mapping Project, you know, where they map the entire human genome. Uh, he believes in evolution. I do, too, but not – I don't believe in large body, large what you call large body, large bodies evolving. And the reason for that is – they found that DNA is, is a computer code. Many computer specialists said it's, it's a computer code, De deoxyribonucleic acid, ACGT. Those are the chemical markers in DNA. And what they say is that uh, these, uh, since it's, it's computer code, it, um, it's intelligent. It's a word. <laughs> DNA is actually it's it's communication. It's in and it does just that because it tells the body how to form. Now, the Royal Society of of um of London, the UK, they have offered a ten million dollar award to anyone who can give a valid or testable um, 
life, origin of life, uh, you, you, you know, submission. Because what they are, what they are studying, and this goes to what, what you're saying, Sunray, is that D- Darwinian uh, evolution is not adequate to answer, uh, you know, really what we see, the different animal body types and forms that we see. Because it requires new information to get a new body form, and I don't care if it's even if even if it's a uh, how should I say an adaptation, if it's a uh, and you know evolution makes wild claims. It basically says that you know life came from none living, and they can't even reproduce that in in the in the lab today. And even if they could, in my opinion. It wouldn't prove that life uh, st- started out on its own because you would have intelligent scientists in a very controlled environment uh, producing life, but they can't do it. It's amazingly, life is amazingly complex, and we've learned that since Darwin. In, in fact, a cell, a human cell, is a micro factory. There are a lot of things going on in a cell. Uh, comparable to those things that go on in a factory, in, in, you know, where you have these overhead uh, uh, bins or uh, overhead trolleys that are moving stuff around and taking waste products out and bringing new nutrients in. That takes a lot of engineering, you see, just as it does in a factory. It's just done on a miniature on a miniaturized level, so you know that that was fascinating to me. And another thing, I was just introduced to. I should have been introduced to it a long time ago. I'm watching watchmaking. I, I, I may get a Rolex. I don't know. I probably won't. But <laughs> I, I like seeing I like seeing these experienced uh, guys, watchmakers in their craft, taking this watch apart. And it is absolutely phenomenal. And a watch is nothing compared to a cell, because you have a living juxtaposed to a totally mechanical, even though the living has mechanical operations. So I'm just saying simply that, um, you know, life is amazingly complex. Uh, Darwinian evolution does not explain it. And that's the reason the Royal Society is offering this $10 million uh, uh, award uh, for a good origin of life theory. And, you know, in Mm. science, it has to be testable. So that shows that Darwinian evolution is, is, is not sufficient to explain what we actually see. Go ahead. And I know I, I, even with evolution, I take it from even a more basic standpoint that if they believe we came from apes and monkeys, I mean, why do we still have apes and monkeys that exist? Well, the way they explain that is that, no, they said it was a common ancestor. They don't say there's a direct connection. It's like a common ancestor. And, and I see what they're trying to say. But just yeah. like I said with the Royal Society, and, and remember, the Royal Society is made up of, uh, you know, uh, uh, stem winder scientists, uh, you know, biologists, 
evolutionary biologists, and all of them are agreeing that evolution is, is not adequate to explain, again, what we see. So, uh, but, uh, you know, if, if I may, though, with, with the ont- un- ontology, the being, would that make sense to you, Sunray, that in order to g- get things started, we always have to have had something. In, in, in other words, I think my, my, my expression is pretty logically yeah. airtight because things can't just come into existence. Science totally rejects that, and not only does science reject that, common sense rejects that. <clears throat> Nothing can just come into existence uncaused. Nothing. Yeah, that's, that's what I always heard, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And uh, what, right. what about even if you read the Bible, doesn't it say in the beginning was the word? Well, yeah, but see, you have something. That's not nothing. Right. Right, exactly. Yeah, but but I've heard scientists, I heard this one, and I wish I had half a fifth of the intelligence that this guy has. And he's a a chemist, a note, he's even written chemistry books. And but this just this just shows you I think how nuts some people can be on the big issues of life, on the meta issues of life. He said that uh, nothing rolled over into something. <laughs> Those are his actual words. His, his name is Professor Peter Atkins. Yeah. Peter oh, Atkins. Oh, yeah. yeah. He taught at Oxford <laughs> University, and he said nothing, watch this, nothing rolled over into something. Now, let me just say this. I may not understand chemistry nearly as well as he d- does. But I do understand English, and that's a stupid statement. That's a nonsense. <laughs> you know, that's, and I would say to him respectfully, Professor, that's nonsense. Yeah. Nothing can't roll over into something. Why? Because there's nothing to do. Nothing has no power, no potential, no property. No power, no potential, no properties. And I'm just saying, I'm, I, I, maybe I'm going into this deeper than you care to, Sunray, but you have to for it. I'm dealing with ontology because I think in terms of prioritization, we've got to start with being, existence. So go ahead. Yeah. Yes, sir. And my brother LJ, he, we, we were speaking about um, – He's not online. He, you know, he'd be chatting back and forth, and he's listening to the show. And he was saying, we were speaking about evolution. He says, evolution, in my opinion, is evolution of the mind. The intelligence as you move around and gain experience, see the different things, meet different people, you over time can evolve in everything from uh, primitive life to civilization. Well, that's true. Once you get going, once once things get started, yeah. Because I, look, I, if it, look, evolution or evolution is used in a number of different ways, from something or nothing rolling over into something, from just change. I believe that built into our genetic code uh, is is adaptive. Uh, capacities 
Mm-hmm. You know, like the finches that Darwin started out with on the Galapagos Islands. I believe that finches' beaks uh, can and do change, uh, you know, but they're, they're minor changes. I don't believe a frog can turn into a goat, and that's yeah. really what evolution is telling us. They're saying that yeah, we right. had a one-cell something-something, which we don't know what that was but it was a one cell That's it. and then it morphed into all these variegated life forms that we see and mm-hmm. I, I often ask the question you know I love these kind of discussions personally and let me know if I'm going too far but one of the questions I ask is what is the evolutionary relationship between a bat and a whale and those of you who are, who are students of biology uh, will, you, you know, you immediately are alerted to why I ask that question. Dang. Yeah. So what's the evolutionary connection between, I could have said a, a, a bat and a sponge, but I think it's better to say a bat and a whale. Both are mammals, right? You know, mm-hmm. a whale can't fly at all. It's a seagoing creature. A bat is a mammal, and it can fly. In fact, a bat is the only mammal that that is capable of flight, true flight. Mm. And see, you're right. And what you're saying, see, that's that's my problem. Well, like you said, when we look at the different aspects of evolution, now I don't go with that. That uh, now I know we do evolve, and sometimes, like in our thinking as humans, we do things. But like you said coming from what they're trying to tell us as a primate or, or now they'll say, well, well, I'm not talking about an ape. We didn't come from apes. But you hear some people who believe in evolution say, yeah, we did come from apes. And I'm like, well, damn, why are there still apes today? Why are they still not move, I mean, evolving? And then why are we as humans, we've been around a very long time, why are we still not changing into a different another form or shape? So with that, I don't agree with that part of evolution, yeah, like what Brother LJ saying, yeah, I do agree with that evolution. You know, we but, but we're still talking about what they're saying, modern humans now. But all of the other stuff, homo this, homo that, I um, I can't get down with that one. Okay, well, what they're saying is now I don't agree with it, but I'm just understanding what they're saying, and many of them don't understand what they're saying either. Uh, I, I think, at least the way it's expressed. Okay, I believe you have this one cell that survived, which it never would have in in a highly oxygenated environment, because see, when they're trying to produce life, the Miller-Urey experience. Uh, experiment rather um, these were two chemists actually in a laboratory now oxygen would not allow life to get started because it would it would deteriorate it if you in other words look at it this way if if you have the ingredients of a very nice meal say uh, a meat meal and you leave those ingredients out they're going to start to deteriorate. They even tell you, you know, you can't leave meat out for such and such period of time. And oxygen is very detrimental to the components of life, and um, it, it, just, it just wouldn't work. But I'm looking here at the website here, The Origin of Life, 10 Million Prize at the Royal Society. 
And this was, uh, it says back in July of 2019. And you guys can pull this up on YouTube and hear these you know, prominent uh, professionals talking about it. They're offering $10 million. Now, has anyone collected this $10 million yet? No. Hmm. No, $10 million, that's a substantial uh, prize, wouldn't you say? Yes, sir. Yes, it is. And so, they, they, and, you know, a lot of times it takes money, research money, and they want someone to come up with, an origin of life, which we don't. See, Darwin, they just thought life, uh, a cell, was just a gelatinous blob. They didn't understand the complexity. We didn't have the kind of microscopes and electron microscopes where we could look into and see the organizational structure of cells, you see. So they're saying it's inadequate. And that's why they are offering this prize. But anyway, just getting back uh, now, the other field, if you want to just sort of gravitate to it a little bit, uh, epistemology, you know, the science of how does one know what we know? What processes does one go through? Uh, they have what's called uh, the multiple, multi multiple method of competing hypotheses right, or the inference to the best explanation. Now, those are some of the ways, those are, are epistemological in nature. How do we know what we know? It's actually a science, so it's testable. What path did one use to arrive at uh, the, the current conclusion? Is that good enough? <laughs> I don't want hey, to put you, you this son, Ray. Hey, you, hey, you, you going in. Hey, you wanted LJ, to go into uh, uh, metaphysics. My brother LJ loving this. Hey, my this brother is metaphysics LJ 101, this. or maybe a little yeah, bit yeah. higher, but, uh, you know. Hey, you you good. You're talking science. My brother LJ, he, he, he's loving this. Because he, he, he's into, he, he loves science, you know, talking about science and things. So he's, he's, he's loving this conversation. We got to uh, call it with, um, with all ones. Let me see. Yeah, peace, peace. Welcome in the Culture Freedom Radio. Peace. On the on the uh, call, shalom, peace. Shalom. Shabbat shalom. Oh, it's the day. Hey, Shabbat shalom. All right, peace. Hey, uh, Shabbat shalom, chief. Uh, we can hear you. Oh, you can hear me. Yeah, we can oh, hear you. Okay, whoops. Shabbat Shalom, y'all, man. I'm coming in to say Shabbat Shalom and um, peace, the liberation of ministries and uh, culture radio, Brian Vibes Radio. Um, I'm 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 not going, you know, be very long. I've been listening, y'all. You know, uh, I know more of y'all over here. I'm, I'm glad to hear you, brother. Sound good, brother. And I'll and um, what is the brother name? Solution. Solution. That is name. Solution. Solution. Hey, brother Solution. Hey, Solution. How you doing? So um, I'm gonna um, be Hi, how are you? this question. Hey, I'm all right, brother. I know last time I, I cut cut me out. 
But, you know, I'm, I'm coming in the spirit of, of shalom and peace. Um, so I'm going to ask you this question, Solution. Um, and it's just, you know, so I want to uh, ask, uh, and just this, you know, and, and I'm not banging on nobody where they from and none of that. Now, you was talking about, y'all was talking about where humans originated at, right? Um, now, for, for you, I know you say you just American. I love you. I'm American, too. I'm a Hebrew-American. Me and uh, Moray, Ari, and um, Alpha Mel, they um, uh Hebrew-American, so-called Black American, you know. Now, I want to know from you. I know I know you were talking about the rich age, uh, the homo sapiens, the monkeys and the apiarchy, you uh, Y'all going in all that. And I heard Alphamel talk about uh, a brother, Jay, LJ. Love you, brother. Peace, peace to the gods over there, man. Peace to you, too, man. Peace to you, God. Uh, now, I want to ask something from you, from you. We don't know what you are. You say you're American. Where is this? We're talking about the species coming from DNA, where do you just, you, from your studies, where do you think the first humans came from? I'm sorry, I, I didn't quite catch that. Could you relay that, Sunray, what he said? Yeah, he was saying, where do you think the first humans came from, from your, um, I guess, from your observation or your, your uh, understanding? Oh yeah, yeah. That's a good. That's a great question. Uh, almost certainly, it had to be a conscious effort on the part, and I'm going to say a supreme being, to create man and woman, because evolution, uh, by its very um, definition, occurs over a long period of time, and evolution is blind, mindless, and undirected except they say, except for survival. But basically those three things are true of it. And, you know, to since evolution occurs um, theoretically over eons of time, even if you could have gotten a man and woman, given our tenuous nature, right, um, they would have never reproduced. There would have been no intentionality. No, 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 no. I'm going to stop you there. I'm, asking, I'm not asking you. I know you're going to get inside. But what, like, okay, this, maybe I should, you know, redo re, my question. Okay. When Now, you know, you know, Brother uh, Moray Aria, we Israelites. You know, we in America, we Hebrew Americans, we're child Jews. Uh, alpha male, I know you are so-called black American. I know you say you studied all over, so, you know, I, I kind of know where you stand. Now, I say that, you know, we as Hebrews, 
came from everywhere, right? But our, the best part that we settled on was Israel. I'm, I'm not talking about sexually side. I'm talking about, like, continents. Like, we have seven continents. What continent did the first humans, like, come from? Maybe I should better get that question. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, All right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you got me with that one day. I thought you were talking about from creation because that's what we were talking about. So, hell, we, I had it wrong, too. Okay, what continent right. did we originate from? Okay. Well, anthropologists, paleontologists, let's see who else, geologists, and, and, and all those different sciences uh, note that the first humans originated in Africa, and then they branched out. So even Dr. Francis Collins, he talks about that too. And I think he can read a lot in genetics. I don't think genetics tells the whole story, obviously. But it does tell, uh, it does tell some of the story. And so, yeah, that's where uh, we came from. And you know what I think too, I was reading this about DNA markers and the way they determine where a person came from is they start off with certain presuppositions and then they uh, kind of align those with uh, whenever they're trying to note what part of the world that people came from. I don't think it's completely accurate because I think if, if, if what the anthropologists tell us Everybody, the whole human family, came from Africa. So technically speaking, everybody, every human being that exists is African. That's what the best uh, research tells us. And then they branched out to all these other places, Australia. It took a long time, and certain changes did occur based on the environment and the, gene- the so-called genetic predisposition to uh, adapt, adaptation, and we get the slight modifications in human beings. But this is another thing, and as I look around, and I see this confirmed more and more, human beings are the only species, the only species, where... All of them can mate and produce reproductively capable offspring. No other creature can do that, whether it's birds. You know, a hummingbird can't mate with an ostrich, but they're both birds, right? And you you find this throughout the animal kingdom. Now, we are animals, but we're a very special kind of animal. We're the, we're, we're the highest of the creatures and certainly the most intelligent and resourceful. Hmm. So, so solution, right fast. So you're telling me we can't mate with a great ape, the gorilla, and have no babies with a gorilla? Being, no, the DNA, because... the DNA is wrong. And, and first of all, that shouldn't occur. I, I don't know why you ask that, but I guess it's just a technical I'm being, question. I'm, being, I'm just, I'm just. Being yeah, yeah, that's fine. It's just a technical because question. Of how, because again, how you know evolution talking about we evolved from great apes and things. So like you saying, only humans can do that. Like, 
Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. That's not what it says. Let, let me just correct you so so it'll be accurate. What they say okay, is man and ape developed from a common ancestor. It didn't say they were direct. They were directly related. Do you follow me on that? Now that's what the. But, I, but I've heard. I have heard some people say that that we are apes. I have heard people say that we are apes. When you listen to different people, some people do say that. Well, I'm talking about the technical data now. I'm just not talking about what the run-of-the-mill person off the street will say. I'm saying what they say. Now, I don't believe what they say either, but no, I'm, I, either. I, I have to get – I want to get it accurately. Yeah, and what they're saying, saying is not that man came from apes. That's not what they're saying. They're saying that man and ape both. Defend, descended from a common ancestor that wasn't a like or man. I, I agree with you, but I'm just saying, like, even with that, okay, how, you know, we have in so-called religions, right, how you might have different denominations that might say different things. That's what I'm just showing. Even with people in evolution who believe in so-called ev- that evolution, you have people saying different things. And some I've heard debates, with, like I've heard discussions, I would say, where people will say, well, he said, hey, man, we... Evolved from apes. We are apes. And he's like, no, no, they ain't. I don't believe in that part. And another like, no. And then somebody might say what you are saying. So I, I, that's why I just throw that out there just to, because you do have those different beliefs. And even with science, I will say whatever the science that believe it. So there's no um, unifying front even on that part. But I have heard that though, silly stuff. Yeah, the greatest the greatest distinction between man, if I can just categorize it, is man's language. Man's language separates uh, him. If you look at the voluminous um, literature, the libraries, uh, in whatever field, no other creature uh, does that, compile information. And the compilation of that information allows it to be passed on. And see, most animals, because they have a very limited repertoire, you know, they, they just have certain things they do instinctually. And they do learn, and certainly lower animals learn, but nothing on the capacity as humans. Now, apes can't speak. Most, most creatures, they can communicate. Again, it goes back to this language, but to a very limited degree, and necessarily so. Because their lives are much more simple. Their, their lives are not as complicated. Like I, I ask sometimes, we talk about what's natural. And I use the example, is it natural for man to fly seven miles above the earth and dine on a luxurious meal? And see, some people would say no. But that's not true, because whatever humans do is natural for them. Now, obviously, I'm not talking about some of the more destructive things, but I'm just saying, well, even that, you know. Uh, but I'm, I'm mainly speaking on creativity and frequency. So to fly seven miles above the earth in a man-made vessel and dine sumptuously, that is human by definition. Yes, and, and Brother LJ, I'm going to ask you something. Uh, uh, 
Have you ever heard? I know you. I think you have, brother LJ. I think he spoke about it. Now, have you ever heard the people that ever teach, you know, so-called in a conscious community? I would have to say that the white man actually came from the rhesus monkey. I'm talking about LJ. You heard that do before? Had your LJ? The white man, so-called white man, actually derived from the rhesus monkey. Let me see right back. He said, he said, yes, he have. See that? I'm t- I've heard of that. Oh, you heard it too, Yeah, I, and you know what? And you know what? I remember the honorable last Muhammad, I was in the Kuli Islam um, years ago. I'm going to pull up my, and Brother LJ, I love you, brother. Me, you, we, we, we know, I know you heard this too, but you said it this too. Now, when I was, uh, you know, I practiced two years off, but I had joined the Nation of Islam for two after that. And I was running this paracom. Just to put that out there. Now, the way I was taught that the white, uh, according to most humble the white man, a so-called white man, uh, and the European came from, you know, the monkey. He said they would uh, walk on their all fours and eat coffee. Great people, they do this. And most envelopes, as I was taught, told, they said, told, I was taught, said that, that the reason why white white people are here is because they derived from them and that they came from what you call pro man. So that's where I learned that that from, you know. But as far as anybody else, I, you know, he was the only one that taught that, you know. So and and you know, that's where I guess, you know, that's where I learned. But as you know, as far as you know, anywhere else, any other so outside most of the last month, I, I heard that choice from anybody else. Right? Yes, sir. And right fast, my brother LJ said he was made a comment. He said, some say that the evolution theory um, is about, I mean, excuse me, let me go back. Some say the evolution theory about the apes and common ancestors is the origin of the so-called white man. And I've actually heard that before. Said that is their story. As as Justice would say, um, they're not human, human. They're mankind. So when you hear that story, it's about them being uh, a kind of a man. So that evolution story was about them. Now, I don't know now. It's it's some wild things out here because even when you look at, you can look up, go to YouTube and look up this thing called humans with tails. I can't, there's a technical medical term for this thing. Um, I I can't can't tell y'all the medical term, but just go to YouTube and look up humans with tails. Now we know the thing that have always been told. I think it went back to Germany. If I'm not mistaken, hey, it was saying Maury, it was one of the war. Go ahead, bro. You remember sorry that day? To interrupt you, but Go ahead. I you might know the name. Sorry to interrupt you, bro. Go ahead. You I might remember. remember. You might know the name. Go ahead. And you know what? And they say the East Indians are born with tails. That's what happened is- a lot. It. It happened a lot in India. You sure right. And remember. What what is one of the what is what what is one of the gods they worship in India? They they where well, they hold it sacred. 
Lord Hanume. And, and what, is, Hanume. what is that? That's the monkey God. I studied that. Because I, I don't know you come from the Watkins standpoint. Dr. York taught that. Dr. York, he talked about the, the, the Hinduism. And he said that tantric, which is sex magic, the Indians got that from the them sleeping with elves. That the tantric sex, the sex magic. They said he said I was told when I studied, I studied a little bit of Hinduism that that uh, they get that tantric, like when you hear like dog style stuff like that. That comes from the um, Europeans. And the East Indians sleep with them. I've heard mm. that. That's like when you say, like, you know, like if you talk about like sexual position, like this, okay, they call, if you, if you, if not to get too vulgar, but if, yes, you, if you, if you, and I'm going to say it in a way, if you fuck the woman on her stomach, they call that doggy style. They say they got that from the European East Indians having sex with the damn uh, dogs. Damn. That's what they say they got it from. And they call it <laughs> tantric sex. Yeah. Yes, sir. And, and, and uh, I'm going to say, John, here up for the brother. You know, they sent me some pictures. I wish I could show y'all these pictures. But he, he sent me a picture with a man showing he's uh He's butt naked, <laughs> European with the tail. And there's a technical name for this tail. I can't think of the name of it, y'all. But you can actually go and look this up. It's on YouTube and other things. And I and I, I met a brother. He, he used to date a white woman, who, European, who was a nurse, and she spoke about this. And she said that that is true. A lot of there's a high number of Europeans, not all of them, everyone, but a high number are born with this thing. I used to date white women, y'all. I ain't gonna lie. And I told y'all before, I dated one, and I seen on the back, right by her back, her, uh, it's like at the end of her spinal cord. You can tell she had some kind of surgery, like some was right there. I like thought maybe she had when she was younger, she got or something, she got cut. But I seen it, and I was like, damn, and I thought about that. But anyway, I'm going to read this hey. thing right fast. He says, just some interesting right. fact. Yes, sir. Go ahead, brother. Before, it's called a vestigial tail. Yeah. Uh, what's the name of it again? A vestigial tail. Okay, okay. Oh, so and, you know about and you, it. And you know what? Alpha male, alpha male, and uh, more Yeah, right one thing I'm gonna say too about that shit that you just said. He, you one percent correct. And not only them, but mm-hmm. a lot of mulattoes are born with tails. Like a lot, and I trust me, I ain't no. I'm gonna say this, I've I've had head by sister. Right, but sexually, I have all the most majority of women I've been with to be red, bone, light skin, or white man. And I'm gonna tell you something. All of them got got that bone in the back. I noticed that a lot of them are born with bones in the back, like just like by the like their ass, like above their ass. It's like a little something that pokes like a little knob, and I. I, I yep. check that out too. 
It's right at the end of the spinal cord. Yep, kind of right at the end of the spinal cord. Yeah, and and and, and Dave, right fast. I want to read this, but LJ was saying, and and y'all can you can actually read this and look it up. They actually said it on some scientific website. But anyway, right right fast, he said that um, this is the thing, brother LJ sent me. Like I wish I could show y'all this picture. Uh, it said, but do you know around about twenty five percent of white so called white people are born with tails? They cut them off at birth. Now I've heard. Now I got a brother. I wish he was on here, brother Todd. As a matter of fact, brother Todd was the one who told me he used to date. He was he was actually married to a, a European woman, a so-called white woman, who was a nurse, and she bared witness to this information. But anyway, it says white share DNA with the Reese's monkey. That's my they man. Enjoy the it says they enjoy calling others monkeys because 85% of them don't know the truth about themselves. White also share 4% of Neanderthal DNA. Now, that right there about the Neanderthal DNA, if y'all look at it, there was a um, – they had this out, and scientists have been saying this, that all, pay attention, y'all, that all non-Africans have Neanderthal DNA. Notice what I said again. All non-Africans have Neanderthal DNA. And y'all pay attention. Look up Neanderthals and see how Neanderthals look. You know, that big uh, forehead that stick out. There's... There, I, I can tell you two people right now. The guy played in the movie, um, damn, what's that movie? Uh, uh, God damn it, just on my damn, just on the, uh, damn, but anyway, I, I had to come back to him. I can't even get the damn name out. It was a movie they played underwater, a, not Aquarium. Damn, I can't think of the name of that movie. Uh, somebody might tell me in a minute. But, but anyway, there's the guy who, uh, Stephen Adams, that played for the Memphis Grizzlies. He looked just like this other actor, uh, Aquaman, that's it, Aquaman. Aquaman and the dude, Steven Allen, that played for the Grizzlies, the center. You look at both of them, and you look at that damn picture on the end of the thaw, I'd be Jane Brown's get down if they do not have that damn skull of that goddamn end of the You don't see that in, in, in so-called African people. But this is something European scientists are saying. All non-Africans have Neanderthal DNA, and you look at the phenotype of the Neanderthal, and you can goddamn it see it. So there's something to this. Y'all think we just spilling out some racial shit, man? Y'all, you better go take a look at it. But right, right. Uh, let me let y'all go ahead. But uh, LJ says maybe think about this for a second. Neanderthal and the Reese's monkeys are the apes and common ancestors that made the man they claim in evolution. Interesting. It's just some stuff that he thought, and and and, and a lot of this stuff, man. Uh, he said, look up trolodytes, trolodytes as well. But y'all think some of this shit is just we're just making up? Like I said we I've studied a lot of this shit and seen it. I don't talk about it a lot, Billy. But you look at it, because remember we're going back talking about the tales again. Remember it was what well, I I want to say maybe World War One two. They were saying, they were telling the women in, what was it, France or Germany, that black men had tails. And they said a lot of the black men, I know y'all don't heard this, elders, y'all don't heard this before. This ain't nothing new. They said a lot of white women were trying to sleep with the black soldiers because they was just, just out of curiosity to see that they actually have tails. This is that they were telling, white soldiers and everything was telling about black men in the military that black people had tails. 
Now, I don't, you know, I don't slept with, you know, had my three women. I ain't, I ain't Will Chamberlain, y'all. I ain't slept with that many. But I've been around black women. I ain't seen. Now, they got some tail, but not no goddamn tail that that, that medical term that Brother uh, Alpha Mill talked about. Now, when black women got tail, but not that kind of tail, y'all. My bad. I ain't trying to be vulgar. But not that goddamn tail that they show, man, when y'all look at that damn thing hanging down like a dog. That I've seen nobody else. And they go again, and they showed. It was a video I've seen on YouTube they showed in India. And a lot of this stuff happened in India, some real strange stuff in India, man. Them some, I ain't lying. Them some weird type people to me. I don't mean no harm, y'all, but I got to say this shit. It's something real weird about them people. Um, but I say this like they had a little child that was born. They had a girl over there. Like, what was it? Uh, they, you might know the, the one that had all of them arms. Was it Vishnu or uh, something that had all them arms? They had a little girl yeah, that was born like Vishnu. that. Yeah, yeah, you see that when they had a little girl born like that, and they thought she was the incarnate of Vishnu, and they had a little boy born over there like that. Y'all can look this shit up on YouTube. They'll show you this. Yeah, I remember He was that. born that was with a Indian. tail. Yeah, he was born with a tail, and they, the people were reverencing this little boy. They said he was the incarnate of the monkey god, and they was worshiping this young brother, the young boy. This shit happened, y'all, and especially in India. A lot of these strange things happen. But nobody, I don't know why it happened a lot in India, especially a lot in India. But it's some, some if Alpha Male said he don't believe he's from this planet, Alpha Male, it's some more motherfuckers ain't from this planet too, Alpha Male, more than you. <laughs> but I digress on that one, y'all. My bad. But you know what? I'm glad you brought that up because... When you're looking at a lot of East Indians and a lot of, like, Middle East and East Indians, one thing that I noticed, because you know I practiced Sunni Islam for over six years, and I know you practice Islam too, Sunni. I noticed, you know, when a lot of brothers, you know, when you're in Islam, you grow a beard. You know what I'm talking about? Now, I was here a lot of brothers. You know, yeah, sooner to grow a beard, you go to Philly, everybody got fucked with everybody. Now, one thing that I, I and, and I noticed because I used to use a shower at the mall. I used to use a shower at the mall. One thing that I noticed was these Middle East would be some hairy motherfuckers. Them East Indians and them Pakistanians. Mm. I know brothers say, I know a lot of brothers say, yeah, you know, yeah, raw beer. But I'll tell you something. I know that a lot of real black Americans came from grow beards like that. Even with mustaches. Yep. But I, like, I've always rocked the mustache. But when I was Muslim, I used to have a little beard and I couldn't grow my shit. None. Like I had, yeah, like it took me like it took me like a year to get a, a beard down in my damn chest. Hey, you Dave. Know? But I, <laughs> Dave, the just, the women the women are extremely hairy too. So that's that's all get that's why they be having them thick ass eyebrows and shit. Like yeah, a lot of black women. Oh yeah, they got some thick eyebrows and uh, them. Yeah, right. And they had you come back today. We said Joe Al be sure because he had a unibrow. A lot of them 
a lot of them Arabs I know is that unibrow hair going out their ears. Hey, they, they, what's dude? What's dude name on the Lakers? Uh, what's his name? The, the Laker dude. Uh, David uh, something. Oh yeah, you know yeah. I know you're about the light play, skin nigga. He played. He played for the Lakers. He the light skin nigga with that that one eyebrow. I yeah, know you're talking about. Got he got that, let, let, let me get his name. I know you're talking about. Yeah, and I remember it was a picture I remember Dr. Yo used to have in the holy ta- tablets and a lot of these books, and he was talking about these people called the Inky Dwight. I mean, I, I got to find that picture, y'all. I got to show y'all that shit. Man, dude look just Davis. like that thing. Yeah. Who's now, it? What's his name? Anthony Davis. Davis. Go ahead, brother. Yeah. Mill. Yes. Before we get too deep, um, now I, I definitely want to bring up something for everybody listening. Like the one thing they can understand about money and politics Mm. now my point of view is we look at it backwards we have all the money they trying to get it we have all the political power and they're trying to get it if if there's one thing we can do right now that everybody can do that doesn't cause any stress or strife you know what? What would that be? If anybody has ideas, well, I'm not gonna be the first one to say it. I don't. <laughs> I'm trying to think of them. That one. Uh, no. Day, you the oldest. Day, you get a chance to go first. Day. <laughs> Just like Wait, read okay. that If if there's one thing we that everybody can do that would make that would benefit them financially based on the premise that we look at power backwards so we have all the money they're trying to get it we have all the political power they're trying to get it now those two things are not separate but knowing that what would be the first thing you could recommend that people can do to take back their power to begin to see it the way it's supposed to be seen? Okay. Now, I'm going to ask that question first. Now, you know, I used to be a money hungry nigga. I'd have been hungry. I'd have been, I hell, I grew up broke country nigga my whole life. I, hey, I work two damn jobs. Now, I'm going to tell you something to that. Now, I'm going to tell you one thing that black people can do to take back their power is not, not buy shit. Make their own shit. Not pay no fucking taxes. I hate to agree with the more signs of, about not paying taxes, but shit. Hell, don't pay taxes. Don't buy shit from nobody. And which is something that, you know, black Americans, they will never damn do. I only do what I see do that is Arab, Middle Eastern, and Asia. But, nigga, we buy, we support everybody else for our own. And even when we do support our own, I'm going to ask 
something for y'all who say to pull black men. What is a damn black man? What is a black man? Economically, economically, you know, because trust me, I, did, I used to be a street vendor. RBI, I know you used to be a street vendor, so you say you used to sell the CDs and, and all the answers. Just like me. One thing that I know is no substitute to a sister in the hair school. Now, you all know I'm a licensed father and instructor. Hair is my field. I've tried other fields. The hair is my number one. Now, one thing I noticed, and I talked this with Ben Harrison about this, because I noticed that a lot of Asians, because they, you know, they used to be all in their people to that, you know, their future still, but a lot of them are putting black women in front of stuff. A lot of them hiring black people and putting them in front. But one thing that I was talking to a sister about that was working with stuff, I told her there was a time that where I thought about myself opening up a, a like a store front like this. And it looked at me like, okay. I said, but you know what? Maybe not do it. Because I sold old stints and stuff. I sold all that. But guess what? All the stuff that I was getting, I was, I used to have, you know, a black brother from church. They used to sell me some, a lot of my shit wholesale. But I was like, okay, let me find out who the manufacturer is. I come to find out that when you get into especially business. A lot of these businesses in America, they get their shit from AliExpress. Back in the day, we saw Alibaba. That still is. Hey. Yeah, but they, they, one second, bro. We don't want to get too far off of Alpha Male uh, question because I, we want to hear it. If we don't know the answer, we want to make sure we hear his solution. So I want, we don't want to get too far out of the, you know, off the question. And 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 Alpha, I, I, I would think because I've, I've heard you, you know, we we spoke on politics. Um, I would damn near have to say if we would hold, I, if I could put this right now, I might not be saying it right. If we hold our political power, like you said, we hold our vote and stop giving them our political power. I don't know if that's you know the, the answer you, you, as far as your solution. But I, I, I want to know that one because really I, I, I probably don't have an answer to it. That might be one I'm thinking. No, um, you're you're close. I mean, it's it's no no magic bullet. But see, if you can think about everything you support, you got to make a list. Just like uh, mm-hmm. Brother Solutions was saying, you got to make a list of the goals you want to achieve. You also got to make a list of the things that you partake in in your life, all right? We know for a fact that the people behind the NFL, the NBA, and all that kind of stuff are the ones that have enough money and power to have political influence. 
So you say to yourself, okay, when I go to a game, I'm actually supporting my destruction. Oh. So if if you look into something very small that really you could live with or without and look at the connection between you supporting them and them making political decisions on your behalf that that usually are against you, then just stop supporting that one thing. And on, on your list, you look into each one. Uh, Amazon, for instance, very convenient service, but they're behind this. They're behind this, uh, you know, children getting uh, mutilated, you know, all this kind of stuff. So you got to kind of find a way around it because as long as we utilize them, they're getting more and more powerful, gaining more and more political influence, and we're getting shit on. So I would say make a list of the things that you do in life that may be contributing to the 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 negative things always coming out of politics cuz like you know vote, voting is a waste if if you're not going to get in the game if you know what i mean and, and you don't have to be a superstar you know what i'm saying you don't have to run for office and all that kind of stuff it's just small things that you can do like brother solution said when you don't have any debt you're 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 like the most powerful being on the planet. You see what I'm saying? Because nope, <laughs> nobody can tell you anything. They don't have any sway. They can't threaten you. They can't hold your hold you financially or politically hostage. So I I would say start there with that list and how what you do in your life negatively impacts everything. Definitely. Yes, sir. <laughs> and if you look at the Thirteenth Amendment, well, that was for us that uh, you know been dogged out forever. So <laughs> they came up with Fourteenth. That's that's when your corporations got personhood. Right? Everybody else gets benefits, rights, and representation under the 14th but us. And 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 none of us gets the benefits, representation, and rights under the 13th. But the money made that happen. It wasn't the will of the people. It was just goo gobs of money. And it's money we're paying you know, other corporations that are now people that are getting these changes made through lobbying. Hmm. Yeah, so, so that's my little sermon. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. And, and I had this up here as a group talk. We're going to get into finances. And I want to ask this and um, ask this what this would mean for the American people. And, um, I see here, this is MSNBC, and uh, it says the biggest winners and losers from the Fed interest rate hike. And it's talking about the Federal Reserve announced that it is raising interest rates 
from 0.75 points. So exactly what does this mean about them raising the interest rate? Like I said, I'm not into a, I'm not a, you know, into economy and like there's a big economist. So what does that actually mean about them raising the interest rates? Is a solution solution still with us? Yes. Yeah. yeah, I guess it's a solution because he's 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 the financial man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let me see. Yeah, I think he. Yeah, he's still on. Well, you know, I, I tell you, everybody had better be financial. But usually, what that means, and I don't know. Let me. I was just looking at. <clears throat> excuse me. I was just checking out the stock market close for this week, and. Uh, but usually what that means, I, I believe, is that money would go into bonds and uh, because there there would be a higher – let me see how this goes. If they're paying a higher interest, you know, money is just shuffled around, and I think it would come out of uh, maybe equities or commodities and then be placed in bonds and other interest-bearing instruments. Because if they're paying more, because at one point they weren't paying anything. <clears throat> How many basis points did the, what is the total uh, interest rate now, Sunray? Uh-oh, let me go back, let me go back. It says the Federal Reserve announced to raise interest rates to 0.75% points. And hmm. let's see, it says uh, bumping the federal. That's three quarters of rate. 1%. But okay, but what's what is it in total? Is that the total? <laughs> I don't know. I'd like to say I'm just looking at the article what they got on here. Okay, and it says, uh, let me see. It says following the June 14th to 15th meeting, bumping the yeah. federal fund rates to the, a target range of 1.50 to 1.75 percent. Yeah. Okay. Because I, I okay I thought it was. And that's not enough, by the way. They need to do it more. But see, they got to be real careful. They've screwed up the economy. I, I, you know, I would encourage you guys to study, uh, study economics, particularly money. And um, you know, it's just how should I say? They've 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 wrecked the money pretty much. It's it's they've inflated it. You guys remember, oh, if you guys go back to that, and I'm going to try and pull it up. If you go back to that usdebtclock.org, who's I looking at? Debt to GDP? That's a, that's a very important aspect. If you can find that, uh, Sunray, debt to GDP, and, and check that out. Okay, let me see what is it. Because I do, I say it. I did save it. Okay, you said okay. Yeah, yeah, okay, I have it. Okay, now the debt is, what is it, 129.43%. That's right. Wow. That's correct. And notice the previous years. In 1960, it was 52.7. 1980, it was 34. Oh, we were doing good in 1980. And 2000, it was 57.5, and now it's 129.43, debt 
to GDP. Mm. So that means we have nothing but debt. Damn. I mean, we owe, 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 and that's not a sum. So <laughs> the, the thing is, is, is that, now I'm not totally in, into the financial market, okay? I'm just in it to, I love watching it. I like watching money flow and do what it does. But um, I think that's what that means. Bonds are considered a safer investment. And also, that will influence your checking account, your savings account, because now they're paying interest. But what that also means is that we owe more on the debt. When they raise the interest rate, that's raising the amount that they owe on their debt. In other words, that's raising the amount that the government has to pay out both to its citizens and to foreign nations who are invested. So, I mean, and if you look at the stock market for today, have any of you guys checked check the stock market, by the way? No, I sure hadn't. I, I don't well, let's see. know how to read that. I check it both. Uh, let's see. The Dow Jones was down. Nikkei. Oh, the New York Stock Exchange was down. Now, let me check oil. Oil is at 110 a barrel. The S&P 500 was up, which is good. Now, those are S&P 500. The 500 banks, the Dow Jones are the 30. That's supposed to indicate uh, the health of America. 30 major companies, and it changes up. I don't want to say who's on. I think Amazon is on there now. GE is usually on there, Coca-Cola, and a few more. And they are called uh, dividend aristocrats, if if I recall correctly. Some of these in the Dow Jones are dividend aristocrats, meaning that they pay dividends, some portion no matter where the economy is, which means they are making money. But, uh, yeah, man, you're looking at that debt to GDP, and that's horrible, 129. So that means we owe, at least in my interpretation, we don't have any surplus. We, We just owe. We're 129% sunk. And that means you're going to pay. Look up there, debt per citizen, Mm 91,000. Debt per taxpayer, 242,000. Well, 243,000, but it's 242,985. I would encourage you guys, uh, CPF, Certified Financial Planners, use this particular instrument in uh, tailoring some of their products for their clients. So this this is a good index, and it tells you everything. The population, 333 million, uh, 64,143 persons in the U.S. currently. That's right. 
Oh, and solution right fast. Uh, let me see. We got eight minutes before we go into overtime. We got eight minutes left live. But um, on the last show, I'm glad we, you mentioned that about debt per uh, citizen because like last time we was over and we weren't just recording so everybody can hear this. I'm glad you brought that back up about the national debt. And y'all go to uh, some brothers. Y'all can check out. Go and look this up at uh, the solution gate because I never seen this before. Go to usdebtclock.org, usdebtclock.org, and look at this thing. And it was showing the uh, the U.S. national debt at thirty trillion dollars. And as brother Solution was just mentioning now, that each and every last one of us um, is the debt per citizen. Like for myself. Out of this thirty um thirty trillion dollars, I'm indebted ninety one thousand six hundred and thirty dollars. That's some is that true is that right, <laughs> Brother Solution? I don't think are you a tax pay do you pay taxes? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You need to shift over to the other one. And the way the way to interpret this for, for just, just everyone's listening, you know how oh. you want to tell them how to how to interpret the different oh, titles. So, oh, I, so I'm not. I'm on the. I'm on the per. Okay, debt per taxpayer. So hell, damn. So I owe two hundred thousand forty-two nine hundred eighty-five. So that's if I'm a taxpayer, right? That's no, it's two hundred and forty-two thousand. Yeah, that's a, that's the that's for a taxpayer like myself. For for every okay, taxpayer. What, 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 so what is the one about the ninety-one thousand? It says debt per citizen. Okay, what you do is put the cursor, put the cursor on the um, heading, and then look at the yeah, top. Yeah. Look at the top where it says usdebtclock.org. When you put uh, the cursor on the topic of whatever um, figure you're looking at, that changes to tell you what it is. Now, for example, when I put the cursor on uh, debt per citizen, it says. The debt per citizens equals the U.S. national debt divided by the number of U.S. citizens. And remember, the number of U.S. citizens is 333 million. And so that's what that equals. But now when you shift it over and say debt per taxpayer, the debt there are fewer taxpayers than there are citizens. In other words, everybody in the U.S. that's a citizen does not pay federal income tax, right? Yes, uh, That's the reason that figure is larger than man. the other one. So it says uh, debt, the debt per taxpayer equals the U.S. national debt divided by the number of U.S. taxpayers. It's pretty straightforward. But it's okay if you don't pay it, right? I mean, how many of us have that, that, kind of, that t- type of money? But see, it's okay because they're going to they're going to take it through the inflation. In other words, they're going to make your your money will be worth uh, less, which means you'll pay the the inflation tax. And remember, that's also now children just born aren't citizens yet, but they still have a debt. They have a ninety one thousand. Uh, $630 debt at birth. And that's why they're saying at Gerber, at least one of the reasons, they're saying that uh, you need to set up a retirement account for your children. 
and teach them how to earn money. I mean, children's brains are very live. They're very malleable, right? And they're not like our brains per se. Uh, those brains, if you put something there and challenge that brain, that brain will just go off the chart to resolve it. I, I mean, you know, kids are amazing. So that's why I'm suggesting talk to your kids about money. Give your kids an allowance, uh, I mean, for, for work done. Make your kids work. That's a good way to start. I mean, that causes responsibility. And uh, But, yeah, they're going to be uh, – imagine a child – having this kind of debt. This this is amazing. But they do. Yeah. And, and we we're have just a, going to have to uh, we're going to have to live with it. Yes sir. To we some do degree. Have a question from a, we got a question from brother L J. He says so when you were talking about the paying of taxes, he says, so if you don't uh okay I mean, enlarge this. He says so if you don't file taxes, then what? You still are paying uh when you pay rent, mortgage, food clothing, and et cetera, right? And inflation. Remember, inflation is a hidden tax. I think it was Warren Buffett said mm-hmm. something like only one in a million persons. I would encourage you guys, look, read those books, and those books will give you other information to understand oh, really what's going on, I mean, how mm-hmm. things are being run. And we could talk about sometimes uh, you have two economic theories, the one under the Austrian or Ludwig von Mises, and then you have Keynesian, John Maynard Keynes. Have you guys heard of that? And Adam Smith's uh, Wealth of a Nation, that's a good read, too. It, but um, Keynes basically said, you know, at the end of his theory, we all die, you know, because debt just kills us. Now, debt, some people use a combination of the two, the Austrian school of economics, which really deals with low to no debt, and, of course, uh, uh, equities, hard assets, whether it be lumber or oil. You see oil, oil is performing fantastically, or other commodities, there are all sorts of commodities. I was reading one uh, one suggestion where people now can invest in um, uh, with art. They can. In, you don't have to buy a painting. There, there's a there's a particular index that, and as the art uh, increases in price, so does, so does your investment in it. So there there are a lot of investments that are out there and. Like I say, I would spend that, it may be $25, who knows, anywhere from 25 to $50 to sit down and have a good conversation with the financial advisor. Uh, but I, I would recommend a CFP and uh, pay the person and get the information, take a bunch of notes. I think they'll even let you tape record what they say to you. Find out who's a fiduciary. So when you do decide to invest, that is someone who's going to look out for your financial interest. And don't think that everyone you invest in is looking out for your financial interest. They may be looking out for theirs. Really. Right. They, they, that happens a lot. 
I mean, I'm amazed. You have banks, uh, I mean, some, I'll just say, you have some investments uh, companies that when they get your money, they will actually short. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> They'll short the product that they're selling you. You can look that up. I mean, if that's not amazing, I don't know what is. And our 401Ks uh, have been put in the arms of thieves, in the hands of thieves, because it's those damn thieves. Those thieves are killing us. There's a um, the baby boomer, what is that called? The baby, the, the baby boomer something. Uh, have you seen this? The baby boomer. Doo, 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 doo. Ah, I, I'm, I'm not getting it right now. But it's a, do, a documentary on baby boomers and how their money has been stolen mm. through those thieves. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to mention one: Wells Fargo. Oh shit! Oh yeah! <laughs> Stealing people's money. That's the one. Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't that the one that was opening bank accounts in people's names and then charging them fees? Wells Fargo, is that the one? Yep. Think of that They're opening accounts in your name without your permission and charging you fees. Now, I think they have recently stopped that, but who knows? They may have started back. But, uh, yeah, you guys are going to – look, and you guys will be kind of bashing, and, I, I mean, you know, I don't join in on that because I, I don't bash anybody. And But uh, I, I think it would serve one well to know that all human beings are the same. They have the same goals, interests, all sane human beings. They have the same goals, interests, and what have you. And as I mentioned to you before, you know, we can say, some people can say things and laugh about other people, and all people do that to a degree, you know, the lesser the better. But really it's best to try to work with other people. You well, know, well, Brother uh, Salute, hold on. Let, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me stop you right, uh, right there for a second. Notice, though, you said we were, we were bashing. But notice what I said. When I said mixed with Neanderthal, who did I quote that said that? I said who, European who scientists say? even say Europeans, as you look it up, European scientists say this, not Culture Freedom Radio, not the conscious community, uh black country the black power community didn't say this. These are European scientists who are saying this about the Neanderthal, non-African, all non-Africans. If they say non-Africans now, you got to, I guess you got to um, resonate with being an African not to have Neanderthal. Okay, let me ask you a question then, if you don't mind. Uh, What what, what are they saying? When they say Neanderthal, first of all, tell me what Neanderthal is, the way it's being defined, so I'll understand the gist of it. Well, I, I, let me see. I can't go into what this damn Neanderthal is. Um, cause, well, wait a uh, minute. I, I think I have a little bit of background on this. Neanderthal is just early man. And and I'm going to tell you this. I think if you yeah, look up they're the trying to say that. Man, yeah. look up the Piltdown well, that, Man. Huh? Is that, is, 
is that the tail down man? Because you know one of them they proved they tried to say was the they tried to say no, that was missing tilt. P-I-O-T. Okay, that might not be the one because I remember one of them they found that was it was a damn lie. They uh, uh, I think it was the tail down man. They but tried yeah, to say they tail found down. Well, the, the thing of it, it was is plaster actually, of Paris, uh, uh, plaster of Paris, yeah. and some of the things that they will they will find skulls or remains of humans that had deformities or serious illnesses. Human beings, I believe, and I kind of, I lean on science heavily. Human beings have virtually always been the same, body form and so on and so forth. Now, you have had people that were shorter due to nutritional deficiencies, but the human body has not changed a whole lot since its inception, notably. Well, oh, well, that's different because, you know, they, when they're talking about Neanderthal and then Homo sapiens, they're talking about two different types of, I don't know, I don't know what you're saying, human beings. But see, even when you look at Neanderthal, he wasn't in Africa. He wasn't well, in Africa. Ne- Neanderthal was and, Homo sapiens. And when you even look at it, that, that's not what they say. That's not what they well, say. This what did they say Neanderthal was? And then they was say... And then they say that the Neanderthal actually mixed with the Homo sapiens. They mixed with Homo sapiens. They was like two different species, but two different types of, I guess, early, early human, and they mixed. But you look at it when they even, uh, what's that damn commercial? Guy, no, it wasn't Geico. It was one of them damn commercials. It's so easy a caveman can do it. Notice that people actually paid attention to it. They was telling you about them goddamn selves. See, we might say that, well, we're, we're making fun of Europeans. No, they're telling you on a slip about their history. That was a, well, that was that just was a promotion, a, uh, but look here, let's go back just, to our original premise. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give it to you right fast. I'm going to give it to you, but there was a rap group called Third Base. Now, they were Jewish, so-called Jewish. They had in their, uh, I think it was called Step Into the A.M., and if you listen to that song, song, they would tell you how Europeans came out the he- caves and hillsides of Europe, and they was talking about how they would cave in. And it was a, 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 I mean, a, a hardcore rap group even had this in their lyrics, talking about how they came out the caves and they were uh, uncivilized in their music. This ain't nothing we making up. We ain't got to make this shit up. They're saying this. So when you even look at that, that that insurance thing about it's so easy, a caveman could do it, they're showing you the Neanderthal and they're showing you themselves. This movie, I think it was 10,000 B.C. or something with uh, Dara Hannah in it, they were showing you about them. That wasn't about so-called African-American or black or African man. Okay, I, I have a definition themselves. for you when you say so of uh, Neanderthal. Go ahead. Or Neanderthal, an extinct variety of human that lived throughout Europe and in parts of Western Asia and Northern Africa during the late uh, Pleistocene epoch uh, until about 30,000 years ago. Neanderthals had a stocky build and large skulls with thick eyebrow ridges and big teeth. They usually lived in caves. Now, there are people who live in, live in caves today. They usually, and people who've lived in caves throughout human history, they usually lived in caves, uh, made flake stone tools, 
and were the earliest humans known to bury their dead. Now, notice what it keeps saying, uh, Sunray, and I think you do. I've read human twice so far, right? Yeah, but, the, but there, there's a distinction between this, right? Okay, yeah, a lot of people did. Now, I'm not making fun of nobody stayed in caves because, hell, if something happened now, I'm trying to find me a goddamn cave to run into because, hell, a nuclear, <laughs> nuclear fallout, I wish I could find me a cave to hide in. So there's nothing wrong Let with Let me just finish reading this. But, again, when you we'll... look at, again, you said, what you said, something about a big brow. I gave you a distinction. You have an NBA player play for the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, Steven Adams, you look at his phenotype, look just like the NFL. The guy who played in Aquaman, same thing. You don't find this, 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 these features of phenotypes in so-called African-American, so-called black men. And even with them, somebody mentioned about them being hairy. I think that was Dave that was mentioned about the Europeans with hair all over. I had a picture they just showed. It was, I think it was an even National Geographic. No, nah, Guinness Book of World Record. They showed these Europeans with hair all over them, look just like what they would call Sasquatch or Yeti. We do not have that type of shit on us. We do not have those features. We do not have that hairy features like that. We don't do that. That's not us. Now, I'm talking about what we call melanated black man and woman. We don't do that. They do. Not us. Nair was not meant for black people. What? That was not meant for us. Genetically, that shit don't have. And they even tell you that was on, a, I think, Fox one time. I might have been wrong. Fox said that they're black and white are genetically different. Whites are, are genetically weaker than black. So he even said genetically we are different. Now, this is white people. Now, I'm, not, I'm not quoting nothing, no goddamn so-called what people say a pseudo-black man said. I ain't. That's not. I'm quoting them. Wait, wait, may I finish reading the definition of Neanderthal? Yeah, by the way. Go ahead. And Neanderthal okay, yeah, just, just so we have a workable go definition. Go ahead and read it. Neanderthals were either, notice here it says, they don't know. Neanderthals were either a subspecies of modern humans okay, Homo sapiens, Neanderthalus, or a separate closely related species. Now, see, that doesn't make any sense, and this shows you why a lot of this has gone out of vogue. They coexisted with early modern humans, Cro-Magnus, for several thousand years before coming extinct, becoming extinct, excuse me, but are not generally believed to have inbred with them now the thing of it is is this you know science a lot of times tries to make a place for itself so science does do an act now all they're saying here that i get from this is that they were human okay that's what they're really saying neanderthals if if you can breed with another if you can breed with within the species or with another individual, male and female, and get a reproductive offspring, that means you're the same species, which, which is true of all humans today. Now, some of us try to put each other down for various reasons. Usually it's try to, get, to try and get a psychological advantage. That's about all it amounts to. But you know... Um, a lot of what people need, particularly people who live in depressed areas, 
going to need outside uh, influences. They're going to need outside input. And my position has always been don't kick a lion in the ass when you have your head in its mouth. It just doesn't work well for you. Now, but, 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 but check this out, Brother Lee. I, know, I see what you're trying to say. I see, I see what you're but here's the thing. See, that's why I said mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't even, I don't like to even, I don't even really deal with that, uh, mm-hmm. that human evolution bull crap. But if right, we played right, the right. game, but if I'm just saying, if we played the game of evolution, this is what mm-hmm. they're saying. So even when they say that this thing, this this so-called human evolution, now if we say we are so-called black or uh, African of African descent. They're saying, okay, they mix with this. They don't, okay, them as Europeans and everybody else has this first human being. Because they'll say, well, okay, homo sapiens. This is what modern man is, supposed to be homo sapiens sapiens. But they're saying right. there's some other kind of modern man that only they, if you're not African, you don't have this in you. See, if you play but, the but game, just said, I'm sorry for interrupting, but it just said here it named Europe. Them. Okay, it 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 it, it mentioned Europe, where the location, Europe, Asia, yep. right? Which Europe is just a peninsula of Asia, and then of course North Africa. Okay, so these people were everywhere, right? Uh, but, uh, I'm, I don't believe in the evolution bull, bull crap. Me I'm, either. I, I don't I'm, either. I'm, I'm playing the game. I'm playing the game at the same time. I'm, I don't believe in it, but I'm playing the game. You, you, you look at what they're saying. Now, these are right, Europeans right, right. who are saying this. That's why I keep stating Europeans are saying this now. If you play the game, they're the one came out and said that all, they made up all this this homo sapien bull crap, the homo genius, and then they the one saying it, you know, uh, the Neanderthal DNA. They are all the ones saying this. So it's not that we're we're looking at it like, well, damn, okay, y'all the ones saying this shit, not us. We're not making this up to be cruel to anybody. This is what the shit y'all saying. So even be saying I get like you, we I get you, but some of, of people, that, okay, regardless of who's saying it, it's nonsense. Right, I'm just well, saying. Well, the thing is regardless, being said, of, but there is certain differences between us. Even if we say that they're modern man, it's just certain differences between us that 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 certain traits that we don't have in us that they do. But number one, we don't, you don't see us with you. The, the tail shit. Even though we might say, okay, we all humans. Even again, where my LJ, where brother LJ was saying, made a good point, and this is what I why I don't go along with this bull crap either. They only find damn near one skull or a half a damn jawbone and tend to tell you what well, this was a modern man who was who uh walked the earth fifty million years ago, but they only found a damn jawbone. I'm like, God damn, come on. It, you know, how, wait, what the rest of the body at? What the rest of the people at for you to go with that whole idea? What a village at? How can you say that off of one jawbone? You know, and then they actually found before, but talking about the pale down man, they were trying to say there's a missing link, and somebody came up with the thing about the, um, the uh, pale down. I want to say it was the pale down man or the Peking man, one of them, and they found out for a year. They put this in history books, and they had to go back and find out, like, and, and take that back, like that was a lie. We found out there was a a orangutan skull mixed in, and he mixed it and put it in with a human skull. 
And they had to go back and, and retake all that shit back again out of the books. Out of the well, well so you, you make years. my point. That, that was the Piltdown Man. And what I'm saying is sometimes scientists are just trying to make a name for themselves. And you find that in every group. But I will say this to you. And they, they did a documentary one night on what they called non-related twins, okay? And I, it's only about – now, I'm not sure of this, but I'll – like a hundred square inches on the human face, and as marvelous as the human face is, uh, there's overlap. So I guarantee you, there's someone who looks the same, almost physically, certainly facially, in every group. And there are abnormalities. There are certain abnormalities that uh, arrive in every group because and 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 actually let me say this too uh miscegenation was practiced in this country the separate uh non-mixing of the genuses as it were uh under racist doctrine uh, doctrine but i mentioned to you that that was just to get an economic and psychological advantage mainly economic but human beings um, what I was going to say, human beings are virtually, if you, you can find almost a carbon copy of everybody in every other ethnic expression, okay? There are people who look similarly. Now, people with reduced melanated skin make up between 11 and 13% of the population. Most people are, are melanated, right? And what do they call um, uh, uh, certain Caucasian people who have very pale skin? Uh, that has been defined as a form of albinism, okay? And we, we, we see where there's reduced pigmentation and sometimes there's overpigmentation in, in people. And uh, it's not albinism, you know, the people with the red eyes and, and the red hair and this kind of thing. But it's a form of it with reduced pigmentation. And so, but like I said again, all human beings that are fertile, all right, fertile being the operative word, can mate and pr produce um, viable offspring. That is, the offspring are capable of producing offspring. And so we're all the same species. And what Neanderthal point. But my only point of solution is when you said that, you know, we're making fun, how, my only point is how are we making fun of a people that's, that's the saying this themselves? How okay, I'll answer that. That's a good question. I'll answer making, that. Who are actually saying this themselves? How are we being right. sensitive, desensitized? How are we doing that? And we only saying what the hell they are saying. Right. I'll answer that. And it's easy to answer. Any group, any group that that denigrates themselves, uh, first of all, that's not a good thing. But when someone else takes up something that is denigrating and uses it, even if the other group is using it, it's still denigration. Now, you know, at the end of the day, people do what they do. But I'm just saying that something that's negative, if it is defined as negative, is normally not a good look to promote, but, but, regardless but, 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 of who's uh, doing hold, it. But, but, but it's science, though, brother. 
This is science. This is on. This is on. You can find this on a science uh, website. You can find this in science books. If you're teaching me this as science, and you're right. teaching me this, and I'm supposed to believe this as science, and then I go out and regurgitate it, how am I making fun of you? If you're saying this is scientific facts or a theory. How am I making you mean fun about of you the when tail thing? I'm, I'm not sure what you're calling. Science. All of, I mean, all of it about them and this, their, you know, all of this, Neanderthal and such and such and whatever. All of it. Right. And but what I'm saying, saying is, is when we dissect what Neanderthal of? actually means, that's why I ask you for a definition. It, it is just, it, it's BS. These Neanderthals were fully human. Because if they bred with humans and then produce offspring, ipso facto, they're humans. But that's what that's. But I would say that's what they say. But we don't. We don't know how we know. Okay. Okay. What was what was that offspring? Okay. Was it like a goddamn mule? You know. Yeah. Yeah. You. you uh, what is Elijah Muhammad <laughs> talk about grafting? Is it a? Is it a Ooh. lemon? Or it's like you got a lemon, you mix a lemon with what's that thing they say y'all graft it? You mix an orange. Now this is what they say: you mix an orange with a lemon, you get a lime. So what was that damn? What was the mixture that they came out? What was that breed? Like you could take a dog, two different breeds of dogs, and come out with something else. So if you had that Neanderthal mixed with Homo sapien. What was the mixture breed that came out? Us. It, it was human being, modern day human beings. And I would say Neanderthal, it, it, it's a difference. It's a distinction without a difference. That's what, that's what Neanderthal is. Now, normally we use that word as a, as a degrading expression. It, it says here, um, uh, often lowercase, right, informal, primitive, unenlightened, or reactionary, or culturally or intellectually backwards. Now, I must say, I have called someone this who was just being a Yahoo, but uh, really all we're saying is human. That's all. And Homo sapiens means the same wise, uh, same, same, same group of people that are wise. And I think they added another sapiens onto it, Homo sapiens sapiens, which really means yeah. they just used it means they use tools. The wise is it means, because I used to look this up. I, I used to follow this very closely. And a lot of science is not science. You know, sometimes a, a statement made even by a scientist is not necessarily science. It has to be right. checked out. So Neanderthals were just early humans. And it said they populated, what, Europe, Asia, and Northern Africa. Go ahead. Now, what, now what, what about the heterosapiens? What? <laughs> the heterosapiens. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm listening. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm no listening. Homo. Go ahead. I, I want to be informed. No, I just don't classify myself as no homo nothing. So <laughs> I, I would be classified as a hetero sapien. <laughs> well, that's just the Greek word homo meaning same, heteros, you know, meaning different, which usually refers to the female, which I don't think is a good, good analogy because humans are humans. 
men and women, and I don't know if we, we'll, we can discuss this, I have often said men and women, sane, intelligent, mature men and women, are virtually the same. They want the same things. We give men and women the same test, at least academically, and we should give them the same physical test too, but why? What do you mean, why? Under the rubric of fairness, under the rubric of equality, under well, the rubric of uh, common sense. Now, I know that that works perfectly, but, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we talked about last time how, um, you know, the the old ways of thinking. So just because, you know, we got this uh, this little battle going on between the so-called sexist, you know. Yeah, it's she, a big she, battle. It's not little. Yeah. She she expects the same pay, but she, if you put them side by side, she can't put out the same effort. Well, then so, she shouldn't get the same pay, or he shouldn't get the same pay. Oh, I, I mean, agree. yeah. Well, I, I think where men cave is, is, is not – really speaking out you know what we've done is made men kowtow and really deny the reality they see so clearly right pay is a huge expression of person you know uh, because paying someone uh, a commensurate wage is is very very important and if a person has equality which even supersedes pay then there should be Equal treatment. Equality means just that. And I believe in in, uh, equality of opportunity, but not equality of outcome. That's messed up. Equality of outcome is, is not good. Equality of opportunity is great because it tells a person, hey, show me what you got. Do your best. Learn how to compete. That's one of my three platforms of success, you know, where one yeah. prepares, they have a good attitude, and, of course, they know how to compete. Now, other things can be incorporated into those three, but those three are very essential, and I think you'll see those stand out in any book that promotes success. Preparation, right? Attitude. Because if you have some people are smart, they're pretty prepared. But if you have a stinky attitude, no one's going to want to deal with you. Period. I could I could work with you. Hello. Yeah. Yeah, we see it here. I, I could work with them. Well, attitude is important, and oftentimes people don't talk about that. Attitude is very important. And if you reverse the situation, if you're in a position to help somebody, and they're just an ass, they're the horse's ass, as it were, you're less likely to want to help that person. Like, for example, I love helping people, particularly young people. But what I'll do to see if they're really worth help or helping at that particular time, I'll offer them a book. 
Now, there was a person recently that I offered a book, and I see this person periodically, and uh, they, they came back with a book for me. Now, I'm going to read read up on their book, and the next time we have a chat, you know, we'll, we'll, um, we'll collect notes. But one thing I find, when you find a field that's pretty accurate, uh, you're going to find pretty much the same thing stated by different authors. You're going to find very similar. Like I think I was told, yeah, yeah, live <laughs> The person didn't know it, but I knew it. They said, you have to live, and I said, yeah, oh, below your means, beneath your means. For a while, one has to live beneath their means. Like at this particular juncture, I can live how, and it's been this way for years, I don't even have to budget. I don't have to budget. I mean, I do. I mean, I keep calculations in my head, but I don't have to, you know, keep it on paper anymore. Yes. And I'm in a mindset now that I'm not. I'm. I'm not profligate. I'm. I'm not wasteful. So, uh, you know, like I said before. A lot of times, when, when many times when I get a discount, I'll give it back to the attendant. Like, say for example, if I if I, I get and this is a recent example, so I can use it. I drove a hard bargain. I love driving a hard bargain. Oh, I, I'm a great negotiator. And what I did is in, ended up tipping the money that I saved to the the worker. You know, I, I was at a car our car wash place. I got an excellent job, by the way. Damn, they, they do the hand polish. You guys still there? You're kind of quiet. Oh, yeah. I was, yeah. I was like, man, where everybody go? <laughs> that's, a, oh, okay. that's a good that's a good. But that's the though. thing is having a good attitude. Yeah, I don't give a damn how smart you are, uh, how prepared you are. If you have a bad attitude, a stinky can't get along with anyone attitude. You're not going to make it unless you do it all by yourself, and that's usually not possible. So have a good attitude. Put that yep. stinky, stuffy, uh, condemnatory attitude aside because one has to decide. There was a lady once said she was – lady psychologist, and she was asking women, do you want to be loved or do you want to be right? If you want to be right, at least all the time, no man is going to love you because he's going to see you as, you know, combative and this sort of thing. So the thing is, is to have a good, pleasant, uh, team cooperative attitude. That That's the kind of attitude that you're going to have if you're going to get ahead. Yeah, that's, that's it. Uh, yeah, it depends on your depends on your definition of a head. If if you're living within or beneath your means and you're at peace with you know everything in your life, you know to me that's the head. If you you can't put a dollar sign on that. Because well, sixty six. Okay, almost two thirds of U.S. citizens now. I think it's good to bring in a little data. 
Uh, 64%, almost two-thirds of uh, Americans right now are living paycheck to paycheck. In other words, they're considered income insecure, okay? Right. That's a large figure. They all have cell phones and cable and Nike sneakers, too. Meaning? What what are you meaning? They're overextended? Yep, they're living way above their means. Well, you look, that's, that may be true, and it probably is true uh, more often than not. But, see, people have been conditioned to a certain lifestyle. And what do they say? We're 5% of the world's population, but we use 25% of the energy. Okay. So, look, being born in America, I often say this, is, is like having hit life's lottery. And I would rather live today at my moderate uh, economic status than to have lived 300 years ago as a king, right, with all the a wealthy king. And, you know, the things we have today, many of us just don't realize, uh, you know, the short supply and how recent those Items were like hot and cold running water, indoor toilets, um, you know, an automobile. You don't have to sit behind a horse's patoot and smell. You know, it takes a lot of digestion to uh, <laughs> digest cellulose. And, you know, I'm, I'm a Western fan. I love Westerns. But I watch them riding in a hot, stage, dust, hot dusty stagecoach behind horses' butts. And this is less than 200 years ago, right? Hello? We, we still hear, we hear you. Oh, yeah. Yes, oh, yeah. Just saying, you know, living in the U.S., we're living in one of the most advanced modern societies the world has ever known. Now, all of us may not enjoy that, and that's unfortunate, but I, I do think that it's good to teach more people to come in and be part of this great experiment because I don't think it'll last. I don't think this will last for, for, forever. I think the United States may make it another hundred years. May it probably won't <laughs> because there are a lot of, uh, and that's probably giving it too much because we are a people today. I'm talking about Americans who may not deserve, you know, all the blessings that we have. We may not, and a lot of them are being truncated right now. They're being curtailed because this economy right now is going through hell. And from what I understand, it may get a lot worse. The supply chain problems, you know, the inflation. What is inflation now? The best figures I've heard, don't believe the government BS. Inflation is running about 20%, right at 20%. It's knocking the doors off of 20%. And how much longer are people going to be able to handle that? And then you got gasoline prices are through the roof and uh, diesel prices. And remember, everything is trucked. So everybody's going to be hit by the increase in diesel fuel cost. So, uh, you know, they say there's some rough rough air ahead. We'll see. Hmm. 
Well, it's here. Now, for the people that uh, don't eat pork, now now the cows are dying. Yep. Out of nowhere. They're pretty they're prettiest dead cows I've ever seen in my life. I so, saw that and you know what? And that's a plague of Egypt too, according to the Bible. Yeah, well, it's going to definitely hit us like a plague because uh, now chicken wings like $300 a pound now. And uh, yeah. beef soon to follow. Wait a minute. Hold on, hold on. Say that again. Chicken wings are what? About $300 a pound. I'm just being facetious. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah I know what fam- you're talking about. A, a family pack of wings right now will cost you anywhere between... Twenty-seven and thirty-three dollars for a family pack of chicken wings. And uh, what about and, drumsticks or thighs? Still, you still can get a family pack for eight bucks of them. Well, go That's with it. I mean, the dark well, meat is usually the juiciest meat, isn't it? Yeah, but you know, they know restaurants, restaurants, and family cookouts. You know, everybody loves their wings. Yeah, oh, so <laughs> yeah. wasn't aware of that, but okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. Because I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, restaurants are based on chicken wings, buffalo wild wings, and, you know, uh, sports bars. They're offering hot wings and all kind of wings. So yeah, they they playing the game with that, you know. But I thought got, they had gone to chicken tenders. No, I don't know. I I don't know people that eat chicken tenders. Okay. They like they like to pull that wing apart. That's it, it's almost as much as a uh a meditation thing, like you know, pulling that, that wing off, you know, getting that meat off the bone. Just therapeutic. <laughs> no. yeah. If you say so, I, I, I guess uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay, yeah. I have this here, Piltdown Man. Uh, Sunray, just for you. Yes, sir. A hypothetical early modern human assigned to the genus uh, Esquathropus, uh, whose, <clears throat> whose existence was inferred from skull fragments that were allegedly found at Piltdown, England. In 1912, but were exposed as fraudulent through chemical analysis in 1953. So here, you know, again, scientists say things a lot of time to get recognition because we don't pay scientists a lot of attention, right? It's, it, they kind of live in an isolated environment, you know, in their little laboratory. I mean, I've worked in a laboratory, so I, I, sometimes you're unsung. Right, and so they'll make up stuff, and that's this is one good example of it. A hypothetical. Mm-hmm. You'd be amazed what one can do with plaster of Paris and you know a lot of fudging. But this to try and prove a point, you know they they fabricated this, they lied about it. So I mean humans all the way. If you go all the way back, I'm going to say this to Adam and Eve, and I believe that's the best story of the creation and advancement of the human uh, species. I mean, man is man, and talking about Neanderthal is just, 
I mean, you may have had an isolated group of people. I mean, in Africa, you had this group of people that average out around seven feet. They were really tall people. And also you had the pygmies that were around three to four feet. They were very short, but very industrious people, by the way. And uh, Oh, you mean, you mean the Twa people? I'm sorry, what? Uh, the Twa people. They don't... They don't like being called pygmies. Yes, oh, okay. I'm sorry. They like to be called yes. what? Twa. And some of them call the Negritos sick. That's where the Negritos and Asians come from, the pygmies. Okay. I, I, I wasn't really picking you up clearly for some reason. It sounds like you said suave. No, twa. T-W-A-H or T-W-A. Oh, they're called the Twa people? Mm-hmm. What's their average height? I mean, what's their average height? I couldn't tell you. They're real short. Yes, very. Right. And, and you know, that's what happens a lot. It is good for people to mix up the this thing about pure humans. That's bullshit. Human beings should man, mix get the fuck out of here, man. I hate to disagree with you on that, man. But well, hear my point before you disagree with me. No, 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 no. Now, I've listened to you all night, bro. And I don't, you know. You I, haven't I listened you know, to me on this because I haven't but, even but spoken. Let, let me ask you but let, let me ask you something. Now. Okay. Well, could I make my point before you ask me something, and, and yeah, then I'll entertain what you have to say? Okay, thank you very much. Uh, it, with human beings, basically, you have genotype and phenotype, right? Uh, um, now, with, with with us, that is, pheno is what manifests, and geno is, is what's in the human genome, the underlying. And what happens many times, a person will have a genetic problem that will not manifest itself. Now, this is one of the reasons that close relatives were prohibited from uh, having offspring, is because if there's an underlying problem, and then you, you, you have two people that have that problem that produce, well, then that problem emerges, Right. And so, in in essence, they found out when human beings, just like with any other uh, group of creatures, when you mix the genuses, like with lions, for example, they'll always run the males out because they don't want the males breeding with the females. That 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 will cause genetic problems. And so, the the uh, pride male will run all the males away, and they have to go out and find new females to breed with. And that keeps the stock healthier. Now, they could just inbreed, and what they'll end up doing is making themselves weaker and weaker. Go ahead. All right. Now, I was hearing what you were saying. Now to some now to some extent that's true. But one thing that we have to look at too, now I I, I don't I don't know if maybe this is just uh 
Maybe this is just me. I'm not being racist. But I noticed that when you, when you get to, like, white folks, like, I hate to hit us. If I know we can't get on that team, we'll talk about this before. But I'll say, I noticed with European, Caucasian, white people, what I noticed about them, when they get old, they tend to bend the hell over. Now, my grandma was mixed. I noticed when she got old, she would bend over too when she would walk. Now, I've met dark-skinned black folks. Yeah, when they get old, they don't bend over when they walk. But I always see this with, like, primarily, like, white people. Now, I don't know, maybe it's a coincidence, maybe it's not. But I don't see that with dark black people. I don't see I don't see three dark black people bend over when they down when they get old and they start well I, I, I think they call it osteoporosis. I don't know three niggas with osteoporosis. Now I know niggas with with arthritis that runs in my family. But osteoporosis is too many dark skinned black people with that shit. So I, I'm just saying, maybe man, man, that's just me, but I feel like, like, by mixing in, you get weak and weak. Yeah, I, I, that's good. Dan, you ain't talking about them people that, 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 you ain't talking about the thing with that whole family that was walking on all fours, don't you? You ain't talking about that, were you? I, yeah, yeah, I'm talking about that, but... I'm talking about, like, not just those people. I saw that it was in Europe. But I'm talking about, like, 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 actually, like, like, in, like, everywhere. Everywhere. I noticed that, like, like, white people, they bend over when they walk, when they get old. Not, like, crunch over like a little ant. But I don't see that with, with niggas. We got off the writers. I'm out for that. But we don't bend over when we walk. By going back in that state. I know that okay, it is, what it point was, are you driving was, at if if I should have missed it? The point that I'm driving at is, you know, regardless if there is going to be a pure, you know, a pure race, like you were saying, but I feel like we can recreate this. And, and like, I see a lot of the mixing in now. But I feel like if there's enough black people around that, you know, that are like-minded, that are, you know, spiritually connected, I feel like we can recreate this. You know, because for real, for real, ain't three white people left. Hell. I'm just saying, I don't know what you are. I know you say you're American. Pop out. Do, do you mind uh, if I quote Chris Rock? You're familiar with Chris Rock, right? Yeah. Right. And one I studied comedy by the way. And one of the things about comedy is <clears throat> most comedians are brilliant. Uh just like many musicians. I I mean they're just smart. They take everyday situations and they present them in a funny fashion. Now what Chris Rock and he deals with uh quote unquote so-called race. And what he said is he says who's the most 
races. He says, white folks or black folks? I can't quite get the inflection that he's get, he has, but you, you get it. And he says, black folks are the most racist because they hate white folks and black folks. Do you agree with that? And, and I can't stand Chris Rock. Well, matter of fact, I hate you even. You, I hate you. I hate you. Use him as a damn uh, example. And I, and I, and I, I mean, he, he is out there. So I mean, but, and I have to but, say this: okay. Chris you Rock him, is a is white. He per- Chris Rock not? is a white person's. Chris Rock is a white person's comedian. And I know that might not sound. goddamn it, it sounds crazy. But Chris Rock, you correct? Yeah. So he would say some ignorant shit like that. Because we have, there's, you know, you got to look at certain people who have a targeted audience. Who's now? We might have what you had at one particular time. You had uh, even mentioned Steve Harvey. It was certain people who had they was brought up like they 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 artists were, and we built them up. Now they're mainstream. Now they're majority. Hell, multicolored, uh, multiracial comedians. But Chris Rock. No, that motherfucker always been catered towards you know, maybe the European comedian. I, I, so no, I, I, I can't, and, I can't stand you know Chris Rock. Well, well, uh, let uh, me uh, see if I can help you just a uh, little bit, John uh, Ray. You uh, usually uh, think uh, pretty greatly. Uh, 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 I know you're coming now, from, but not it. Wait, 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 hold on. Let, let, let me just uh, utter uh, this uh, point, uh, and then I'll, I'll uh, relax and let you. You are so mean now, but so. Aubrey, I agree with you. Say that shit. Now I'm I'm gonna tell you something. Now I, I'm gonna tell you something with Chris Rock also. Chris Rock and not just him, but even when you looking at Will Smith, like I don't know what it is, and I've talked about this recently with with that. When you're getting into especially you know black people that are in the entertainment you notice that a lot of them, like when they start getting these, like these white fans, and they or even non-black fans, they start they start dressing different. They start saying cool shit. It's kind of like Cheryl Underwood. Cheryl Underwood at first was for Nick, but then all of a sudden she she was like, you listen, Cheryl Underwood was on the show called. I was just like, she was just like a white lady. And she, hell, she made Lisa Lemon Nelly look like a sister. And I was just like, what the fuck? But it's, it's something there, like you were saying, where these people ain't, they ain't black. Like, they just shot, like, like George Wallace. I don't know if you know the comedian George Wallace. But I never thought he was black. I always felt like somebody just took a can of black spray paint and covered him with. All right. Well, well, let me go back to the Chris Rock analogy. And if you guys want to get off of this, it's fine. It it may be too sensitive. But look. No, it's not sensitive. We know where you're coming from. Okay. There's evidence to support what Chris Rock said. And this is it. If you look at the crime statistics quote-unquote, self-identified black-on-black crime, say, for example, in Chicago, D.C., where certain people that are black terrorize the neighborhood, shoot and kill each other and wound each other. I think a pretty good case can be made for what Chris Rock said. 
Now, do you say that? Do you just discount that? I mean, how do you but deal? Ho- with oh, ho- ho- but hold oh, up, bro, hold up, hold up. What you're talking about? Two different things. Because you're talking about racism, and then you use a crime that's uh, 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 black people killing white people. Is that killing white people or killing? Because you mentioned racism. You're talking about black killing black. You didn't say blacks killing white. And I just watched this movie about uh, with James Bury. I saw it on uh, Amazon Prime. I'm going to shut up because I heard Alpha Male saying something. I just watched that movie. I didn't even know they had a movie out. Now, when they showed about James Bury in Jasper, Texas, got drugged behind that truck. Now, we know there's <laughs> numerous in situations with things like that. Black people got hung. Now, and it's still a situation like that, damn, still happen today. Now, tell me, do we see black people doing that shit to other, to white people? If we're the most racist, why aren't we doing the hangings? Why aren't we killing more white people? And we ought to have more black people, more black police shooting white people, hell, like they're doing us. If we're the most racist, why we don't see those type of things? Well, what he's saying, and we may have a difference of opinion here, what he's saying is, is that the animus, animus, okay, is that uh, people who identify as black are the most hostile and, uh, I should say, malevolent toward each other. And they hate each other because hate is driving the killing. I I think that's the point that he's... That's not the motherfucking racism, though, dude. That's but, but, okay, whatever it is, and it would be good to define what it is so so it could be stopped. But I would say it is hatred of each other. Because it's hard to find, to me, and let me just say this, it's hard for me to imagine killing someone that you don't hate. It's hard for me to imagine killing someone that you don't hate. Now, you can sweep it under the rug if you like, but it may show your care and concern about the victim. Your fucking dumbass is goddamn nowhere to be found. So are you right? Hey, brother. Wait wait a minute. You're going to call names. I hear something in your voice. That, that may give way that you should be called a name, but I'm not calling you a name. That's kind of Neanderthalish. Yeah, we yeah, right, uh, passed that. But we got uh, uh, Alpha Male wants to say something. We all got like six minutes. We want to make sure we get Alpha Male because I heard them want to say something. No, nah, um, I was just going to say the same statement that Chris Rock made also applies to whites as well because, see, y'all keep forgetting uh, low-income white folks do the same shit that black folks are accused of, but it's not a big story because it don't make the news because their uncles, cousins, nephews, nieces are on the police force, the fire force, driving the ambulance. You know, so it's 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 just as bad on one side or the other. You, you can't say, you know, blacks are the most... <laughs> Uh, uh, violent because you know, like that's it. Trailer Park USA. You ever hung on the Trailer Park? Shoot. Hey, well, well, let me just ask you so I'll get clarity. This is Alpha Mayo, correct? Okay, okay, uh, okay, Alpha Mayo. Now, are you telling me that there's a place where another group kills each other at the same rate per weekend as they do in Chicago? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Where? 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 So I'm going to write this down and look it up. Where is that? 
Hey, I'll hey, start hey, with hey, Appalachia. Hey, hey. I'm sorry, where? Appalachia. Yeah, okay, I'm going to check that out and just make sure. Hey, 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 that's just, hey, that's just look, one. Hey, hey, Dave. Dave, I'm gonna let you go ahead, Dave. I'm gonna let you go ahead, bro. Hold on. Well, maybe hold on. We we need to. I need to go back and ask this though, because hold up, because maybe we missed some solution said. Solution, did you say? Did he say something about racism? Say that again again with Chris Rock said, because because it's. Say that again, what Chris Rock said. Yeah, well, what I heard him say, and it's on YouTube, he says, who is the most racist, uh, black folk or white folk? And he says, black folk, because they hate white folk and black folk. And he just made a joke. So, okay, that's what he said. Go ahead. Yeah, okay, because that's what I want to make sure, because I'm, I'm trying to picture out, because he said they hate black so where is this we the, the violence against black? I, I heard you say they they hate black and white, but we really understand violence. Go ahead, Dave. I'm gonna let you go ahead, Dave, because that racism <laughs> we know that's different. But go ahead, Dave. Now, now what I was gonna say is I was gonna kind of piggyback off what Alfred was saying because I'm in Virginia, right? Now I've been to West Virginia, and I'm gonna tell you something. I, I don't know about you know. Y'all know, like, uh, uh, what, what is that one? That one uh, opioid epidemic. I noticed that when the opioid epidemic was going on, the trail apart, white people was killing each other, everything. Like, unless the Jesus, that's going to make the news too much. But I, I've been in West Virginia. I'm going to tell you something. I've been there visiting. Hell, and even in Ivar, Virginia, hell, I'm going to tell you some dumb white folks who trail apart, crush white people. Hell, they be fighting, chilling, all kinds of shit. So, and, and trust me, I grew up in the fucking country. I grew up with them, my name is Earl type white people. I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> they can't stand each other. Right. There you go. I'm, I'm, I'm big, them little shotgun, hair, hair, pot belly, learn the table, got cracking babies, not like each other. And, they, and when I'm talking about incest, them some ancestral motherfuckers, all of them inbred. Them heels, them, that, that movie, heels that have eyes, is a damn true story. Them motherfuckers, they get, and look, I'm going to tell you something. A lot of this generation marriages that you see, it's because these white girls can't stand their white daddy. That's mm-hmm. why a lot of that shit happens. A lot of that, and I'm going to tell you, that's why I refuse to marry a fucking white girl. I, I've been with plenty of white ladies. I've been with plenty of white skin ladies. And plenty of mulattoes. I'm going to tell you something. White ladies, I don't care what you say. And they mind, the ones that marry niggas are running from their white parents. That way, they, they white daddies, especially in Virginia. I'm trying to tell you, white, them white girls, they, they, them, them dead-wide white girls, and all that, that black dick that used to be hanging around the hood and Tina Marie's and the uh, Josh Stones and all of them. They, they run from their white daddies. They, they white daddies, all white men go they know 
Y'all don't even fuck with you, Nah. And, and right fast, yeah. and, and uh, one, one, one quick thing, like Brother LJ said, black people are not racist. And, and I would say that, and, and I would have to agree with him on that, because we, well, mention what Chris Rock is even saying. Think about it. Okay, yes, black people kill. We do a lot of shooting, killing one another. But the point is saying that we are the most racist now, the, the, what's going on in Chicago and other places like here in the city of Memphis has nothing to do with racism. A lot of it, God damn it, that, like, what, ha, what it has to do with is it's a lot of, like, over in my area where I'm living in, it's gang violence, territorial. They fighting over uh, uh, drug territories. It has nothing to do they killing each other because I hate that black ass. Excuse my French. I hate that black ass nigga. I can't stand his black ass. You know, I hate, ooh, I can't stand black people. They're not killing each other because of race or so-called race or ethnicity. It's, that's not what it's about. So we saying, so even Europeans hate, you know, they, they don't like each other. But you don't see the Klan going, they weren't burning crosses and, and hanging Europeans because of their, their uh, because they were white. I hate that goddamn cracker. Let's hang his ass, Billy. So that whole Chris Rock wood, nah, that's why I said I can't Chris Rock just to that's white folks shit that he would just put in, make white folks comfortable to make them sleep mm-hmm. at night so they wouldn't have a Nat Turner come in there and, you know, how they make them all come. That's what he's about. It, mm-hmm. That's why I said that shit there, black people are not. No, no. Because no. number one is, again, why aren't we, if we was the most racist, that means we'll be killing the hell out of a lot of white folks. Oh, it'll be a, they wouldn't be able to sleep at night for real. Ain't no way they, they wouldn't be talking about doing, uh, paying gun bans. Cause they're like, hell no, we ain't finna ban no guns. We ain't finna no gun restrictions. <laughs> Don't you see these niggas out here killing white folks? Shit, you crazy. Mm-hmm. Let, let me ask niggas, you a question, uh, son, Ray, just for clarity. Now, you said that the blacks that are and killing each other are doing it. Why? That dumb shit is calling Ferguson. It, wait, wait a minute. Hold on, stuff. sir. Just hold on a minute. Yeah. I'm just saying okay, it's a why, lot of things that's happening that... because of – it's a lot of things. Is I live in a, in what we – if you want to call it an all-black community. I don't live in a gated community nowhere. I live amongst my people. I hear the shootings and shit go on all day. I live amongst our people. A lot of it is gang – what we call gang affiliation, gang crips, blood, GD. A lot of them are fighting each other, and a lot of it has to do with uh, uh, what you call this fighting over territory because uh, of drugs and all of that type of shit. It's not. It has nothing to do with because they hate their other brother because of his skin complexion. Okay, it's a dark-skinned brother. He hates that light-skinned guy, that red bone, that mixed brother, and he's going now killing him. And we under, with, That's racism. But we know it's racism. Okay, because, again, we really look at, okay, why did the Europeans pick so-called the melanated or black, whatever we're going to call it? Why did they pick us to, you know, and do what they did to us? Well, racism. okay, you, look you, at you racism. want an answer to that? Because Africans uh, participated in the slave trade. But but look here, just to bring it current, just to bring it current. Yeah, because and you they do acknowledge that, that, that Africans too? were up they, to their necks. What did they do it for? They didn't do it because they were racist. They did it for economic reasons. They didn't do the shit because yep. they was racist. They was they was benefiting. Well, they were warring. They, they were they fighting didn't do it because of racism. Right, but they were warring. They were fighting. They they were fighting. They were tribal warfare. 
Just like with the Hutus uh, and the Tutsis. It was nothing to do with racism. It was a tribe. It was tribal wars. It, it was nothing oh. over racism. And, and, oh, I'm glad you mentioned that. And so when you look at that, you said it was tribalism. It's the same bracelet thing that's going on in the inner cities of America today. We just call them Crips, Bloods, GDs, not Hutus and and and, and uh, what you call them? The other one. I can't think of them. Okay, well, let me just ask you something, and I appreciate that clarification. I I still think it was kind of a funny joke, but okay, fine, Uh, point taken. Let me ask you this question. Let me ask you this question. The victims, like who get shot by the stray bullets, and I think there is some hatred involved, but nevertheless, does it make any difference? Does it make any difference to the victims what the reasons are? No, but what we're doing, we're making clarity because what you, and I agree with you, is is bad on all fronts. We're, yeah. right. we're trying, we're, we're, we're just bringing clarity because when you yes, say yes, of racism, that's, that's, that's not true. That'd be a un, that's, that's an untrue statement. It's not about racism. That's, what, okay. that's the only thing we're we're clearing up. It has nothing to do with racism. Now, if it okay. was a, if if you know if it was like so called blacks or African Americans going against the Asians, or it's just like you know we flip that back again. You know we look right. slavery. And well, right, but let me ask wood. you this because I, I do it. like the clarity. I, I think that's great. Is it as bad? As, uh, let's say it's not racism. Let's say it's not. Okay, I'm going to entertain. Okay, now we agree. I'm an, I'm an open-minded person. Let me entertain that. Is killing another person and the victim that gets killed or maimed, is that action as bad as racism? No. I'm not going to – no, I'm not going to say – and see, this is no. why, like I said, I know sometimes you probably hadn't listened. I'm going to let Alpha Mayor go here. You have probably hadn't listened to a lot of the shows that we have done. That's why – Right, but I want you to answer it, though, when, when you get a moment. I would like for you to okay. answer that. But I'm, I'm going to give it to you. This is why a lot of the shows that you're here, and some people are probably thinking we, we are bashing our own people because we talk about a lot of the violence and how we are doing things to each other. Yes, it's bad. And this is why we try to basically talk about this so we can stop doing what we're doing. It's, it's bad. It's, it's truly sad. Mm-hmm. I, like I said, I see the gunshots. I see brother just got killed behind my house, but damn near three weeks ago, shot in the head. Sorry yeah. to hear that. And it's and it's and it Sometimes I get nervous just driving home, think they're gonna start to shoot me and shit. So it's truly bad. But mm-hmm. what we say as bad as 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 what they've done to us, as far as them being racist. Nah, it ain't bad as what the goddamn white folks have done to us, and still perpetuating a lot of things to racism. It never could compare. Murder and killing is bad. Yes, I don't, I don't give a damn who it is but never to the front what they have done to and they are doing shit to us where they probably not killing us but it's a lot of things that's been in play that 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 will hinder us from progressing in a lot of shit they might be telling you uh economically okay i tell you what those books that i've shared with you i'm telling you it is my firm belief firm belief that the racism that's being practiced can be you, – you've seen a good fake on the basketball court or even on the football field. Uh, all of that, if it's not taking someone's life, okay, it can be circumvented. And I, use the, I, I choose my words very carefully 
Because all one has to do is to understand the system and how to navigate it. So in, anyway, that's what I'll say to that. Racism or, or what you call the economics, the thing that you just said, is pretty easy to be circumvented uh, by okay, a Okay, let person. me ask you something right fast because you, you could, it's like, okay, money. Let me ask you something. Our brother Bill Cosby had plenty goddamn money, plenty money. But was it was racism was 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 probably was racism behind the motive because they didn't they didn't well Hugh Hefner that motherfucker it was something behind him they killed him but anyway uh, all these other <laughs> European guys these Europeans who were doing this race I mean this uh, sexual stuff they didn't mess with them like they did Bill Cosby. Now, okay, but Bill Cosby racism, did, dumb. did his money save him? Did his money his millions of dollars save him? Yes, Bill Cosby's money did save him, but let me tell you this. Bill Cosby put Bill Cosby in that condition because Bill Cosby just didn't shut up. Hold on, hold on a minute, sir. Let me just finish. I know you know, but let me just finish. You look at the things that Bill Cosby did, he put himself in that situation. He said things that he shouldn't have said. Brother, 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 solution. Bill Cosby told it in that deposition that it never was supposed to be used against him. He told got it. it I got it. And that's the from. reason it was overturned. I listened to the from. case extensively. I even okay. listened to Bill Cosby's argument, but, but that's not the point. The point is, how did that, Bill that Cosby get in that situation? You even or okay, I okay, or we, anyone we, else, when we're administering drugs without a license, Ipso facto, that puts you in jeopardy. And he admitted to doing that's not, that. That's not what we're saying, Brother Solution. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is he's done the same shit than white folks, than white boys were doing. Hugh Hefner, because he told in the deposition, he learned that from Hugh Hefner. Hugh Hefner told him that. So what I'm saying again is all of these Europeans who they was coming out with, with uh, Me Too movement, they didn't mess with them like they did Bill Cosby. It just – Harvey Weinberg, and I agree with you to an extent, to an extent. Okay, but to an extent, I agree with you. However, you cannot – um, you, you, you cannot sidestep the stupid things that Bill Cosby did. Number one, admitting that he gave saying. drugs. You, you still missing the point. We understand what he did was wrong. So you're missing the point. You still just saying what he did was wrong. We under, we, 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 no disagreement with that. No disagreement with that. Go, go ahead. My point is that why did they just only target him and they didn't target all the mother motherfuckers who was doing the same shit? Well, okay, who, who now that's a valid question, but now Andrea, was it him, Andrea Constance, she and was the one who, again, uh, his money didn't save him, so I'm just going right fast. So you're talking about... Well, wait a minute, hold on, but, but you don't go over this point. Well, Andrea Constance accused Bill Cosby, she didn't accuse Hugh Hefner. But but here's what I'm saying. So I'm just saying, you, I really not brought up Bill Cosby because you're talking about these economic books and these financial books. They do not give a flying fuck how much money you got as a black man. When they want you, they'll take your ass down whenever they get ready to. If they okay, want you're you. dead wrong so on that, and I'm going to tell man, you why. Just Very like briefly, you about because his money helped save him. How do you think he appealed? He appealed. He had to pay for that. 
If it was his money, brother, listen, if it was his money saved him, they never would have convicted him in the first place. Oh, they no, 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 that, no, that's not that true. I disagree with you there. supposed to, he could have had okay. a fucking appeal. He could have appealed. There's broke brothers in prison who don't have a damn dime who appealed. Okay, hold on, but money is a defense. Didn't have no money. Money is a defense, and his money did help him. His money did not. His money. You 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 don't get it, bro. Because I understand. I understand what you're talking about. His I do money get it. Not you're not factor. getting it now. His I do get money. it. I understand what you're saying. You, well, you tell me. You tell me how brothers in prison have who have don't have none of that Bill Cosby money broke as a motherfucker who have appealed their case and and overturned their case. Cause, cause no, 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 no. You're missing what I'm saying. You're missing not, what I'm did not. Uh, Bill, what I'm saying is, if a person not, like you, Bill Cosby Bill Cosby's money helped him to get the results he has gotten. It I'm going to let somebody else have it because we're not going to agree on that one. I'm going to let somebody right. else have well, it. No. At least because, think about it. At least think well, about it. No, I'm not going like to think about it. Basic, I, I like the way I, you I, think basically. I know basically, what I'm saying. Here's my question. Here's my question. The person that broke the law and made sealed court cases available to the public, where is their punishment? Wait a minute. What what was that? I didn't quite catch that. The information that so-called convicted Bill Cosby was illegally released. Those were sealed court documents, right? With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.